Okay. Here we go. Welcome to the drunk tank. Take a shot and much thanks for you coming out tonight. Have a seat and come in. Yeah, yeah. Now turn the lights down low. Drinks are in the back, we're about to start the show Okay, landed and killed and the landed are free Coming together to spread all the peace There's more to the story than you'll ever see Hear up both sides before you just agree Some of it's funny and some of it's deep Open your mind and I can't guarantee That we will leave you on the edge of your seats Now over the docks and the man for CC, okay Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's been a while. Hope to hear. Hope. Welcome to the Drunk Tank Podcast. We're back from holiday break. Uh, man over there, gotta get the camera work again. That's Chris. How you been, Chris? I've been pretty well. It's been. It's been a couple of weeks, but I've yeah. I've been. It's it's it's, it's been a, a not too bad couple of weeks <laughs> for you or for me. For me, I've 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 enjoyed my couple of weeks off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my problem is when I take time off, world goes to shit. But that's we'll get into it. we'll get into it. But um, yeah, man, it's uh we're back we're back from holiday vacation. Today we're gonna talk about uh, a little bit of twenty twenty one, what we're looking forward to in twenty twenty two, and then of course we gotta address the DMCA shit. And uh, when we get into that, we'll we'll try and explain the situation so you understand where we're coming from. But anyway, how you been, Chris? What you been up to? How you been the last couple of weeks? Um, I mean, again, it's 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 not been that terrible. Like, it's just been the holidays. See, just just get try to get yourself back out of the kind of holiday mode into the swing of things. Get back to like today is like day one of. My new twenty twenty two. Like I always I always try to start twenty twenty two, first of January, let's get going, let's get to the gym, let's get this out and going and all that. But yeah. when you start that, like you start going to the gym for the first thirteen days of January, you've got everybody that said their New Year's resolution was to lose weight, they go to the gym. After thirteen days they stop going to the gym, the gyms get quieter. So I tend to wait until like day fourteen of January before I start going to the gym again, but because my kind of weeks run from Sunday to Saturday as opposed to like Monday to Sunday kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, I decided that today we're back with the podcast. We're back with the D and D campaign later tonight. It's a fresh week. This is going to be my start. I'm eating right. I'm no drinking all the time, even though I've got a beer sitting next to me. Um, going to start getting back to the gym. Going to start getting out there because for the last fucking year, I've the only time I left the house was to work. <laughs> right. So I need to start seeing people, like actual real life people, and know my internet friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we see how it is. We see how it is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to try and make some bigger changes. Um, I've got a plan for like streaming. I've got. We've got plans for the podcast. Like everything, everything. I'm in that motivated. Let's fucking go. Yeah. So that's it. Apart from one thing that happened the other day, and that my chair, this very chair, (laughs) the hydraulics is broke. I was gonna say you're still a little low in the camera today. Yeah. Every now and again, the the chair. See if I swing, 
like that, mm -hmm. randomly it will drop four inches. Like I sent, <laughs> uh, I sent a picture to Habit and Zim about it, where mm. I was on OBS kind of sorting stuff for for like the podcast and that kind of stuff, and my chair lowered, and literally it was like there was where my heat was. <laughs> I was like timing for water. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. It, it, it just and as soon as it happened, I was at. I was so motivated getting ready for this Sunday, getting everything, and then it just that happened as that. Fuck you, world. <laughs> right. Right. So how was how was your holidays? Like I'm I'm sure everybody who's listening is like Christmas. <laughs> oh, holidays were really, really fun. Um had it was for Christmas dinner, it was just me and my parents. Right. Um, but that's kind of tend to have been what it's been like the last couple of years because of COVID restrictions and stuff like that. Um, but like my my brother and sister in law goes to uh, my sister in law's grandparents right. because um, our our gran is kind of no really healthy that much. Right. So it's like they're kind of just wanting to spend as many Christmases with them as possible, um, which is fair enough. Yeah, and then like my sister and her partner, they went to his parents because they normally go to Ireland for, um, for the the, the kind of holidays. But for us, it was like they're here, so they've went down there. So it wasn't too bad. Um, everybody kind of came up. Uh, kind of. I say everybody. My sister came up in the afternoon and then my brother and that came up in the evening and we kind of just potted about um but it was more new year we celebrate new year on the second of january because everybody's usually hung over for hugman a on right. the first so it's like my mum just always said look i am not making a whole big steak pie and dinner and all that when everybody's dying and no wanting to eat and stuff so we just had a nice wee fried breakfast on the first and then everybody came up and they said we had like 10 people up. So my Damn. sister, my brother, and sister-in-laws, the nephews, and that. Um, so it was it was a really, really fun... Like, that's, that's how we kind of celebrate Christmas and New Year, is just like us. Like, just getting everybody together, eating, having fun, playing board games, having a drink. So, yeah. Christmas and New Year's been really, really 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 fun but i kind of extended holiday a wee bit too long so yeah. that's us with 9th of january and it's like right i need to i need to get back into work mode <laughs> let's let's start getting things sorted on here <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a ah, man that's good dude I'm, I'm glad things went well but um mine oh man i don't know if i really want to talk about it but i don't know um i don't kind of want to bring the vibe down but like this year, this year's been different. Like this year has been kind of weird because we don't, we're living on the property in the fifth wheel. So like the little, little camping trailer, essentially. And train and man are great. They're like, Hey, you guys, you know, do what you can, whatever, whatever, you know, we won't, it doesn't bother us. And it's kind of like, yeah, we get it. We re we appreciate that. But like, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? It's it's we don't have our own like house. We have like the trailer, and then we kind of share the common room in the house. So we didn't we didn't make a lot of the stuff we did because one finances are are what they are, and um, it's just it fell off. And then 
I had some pretty rough. I I had a pretty rough time right before Yule. Well, no, Yule was it Yule or Christmas? Because me and Bernadette, we do Yule because Bernadette's uh, like a pagan witchy kind of person. So we don't we don't necessarily celebrate Christmas. We celebrate like pagan Christmas. All right. Okay. So before the 25th, we do all our stuff on like the 21st and 22nd. And then like the 23rd, uh, some shit went down and I ended up having to go to the hospital, uh, talk to somebody because shit was bad. I had a really bad anxiety attack and that led to other dangerous thoughts. And it got to the point where it was so bad where I was like, I should probably go talk to somebody. Before I do something stupid. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I ended up spending time talking to a couple people and kinda getting some stuff out and figuring some stuff out. So now I uh now I got plans to go see a therapist and stuff because before that B and I were gonna go on a trip and uh a couple nights before we ended up having like what we call an emotional vomit session where a lot of stuff came out that we were didn't know didn't realize was there or, or we were holding back or whatever and it, it kind of put our our relationship at risk so when yeah. all that came out we we uh we realized there was some stuff that we weren't addressing and then some other stuff happened that week and like i said i ended up in the er talking to people but um on the holiday like we had a great meal and the kids had a lot of cool shit i got a bunch of clothes that I needed and the one the one two things I got that weren't clothes I got a hammock I love hammocks nice. they're my, they're my nice. favorite thing I got this really nice like camping hammock that you can roll up and shove in your backpack kind of thing and then nice. I got a cookbook the official D&D cookbook so seen your post a bit of, and it looks it well, does look amazing well, the, the two, the, there's like three things about it that I really like. One, it's divided into race cuisine. So it's got like human cuisine, dwarven cuisine, elven cuisine, halfling nice. cuisine. And then it's got like other like esoteric cuisine. So I, I yeah. like that. And then I like, it's got a bunch of lore in it on like how like humans eat and different like restaurants from around D&D. And then the best one. And I gotta, I gotta have money. I gotta, I gotta. I'm hoping that disability comes in at the end of the month, because mm. at the back of the book, there's the elixirs and potions section. Ooh. So it's how to make drinks from around D and D. That would be pretty. I, I feel as if that is probably a much more uh-huh. new thing than uh-huh. the actual cooking side of stuff. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty sure the cooking side of stuff is still pretty high on oh, your priority list. They, they got well, stuff like, oh, they got like cocktrice wings in there. They got like, um, they've got like this breakfast bread from the elves. Like, dude, there's so much shit in there I want to make. But well, I want to try this. We're going to have to, we're going to have to make this. I think if we say it on stream, it has to happen. When I get across, be it for TwitchCon okay. in San Diego or whatever, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to say to Zim and tell Zim that he's going to have to come. Right. Haba, we're just going to drag her across and her we'll have and a Jackabon. D&D-inspired dinner, drinks, right. and gaming session. Right. Boom, there you go. There it is. Got to happen now. <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I got my hammock and I got the cookbook, and the cookbook was dope as shit. 
and I gotta obviously I gotta wait for my hammock to be uh put up in here, but I'm really excited about it. And then yeah. my dad, um, my dad who was in Colorado, usually sends me money that I end up spending on the kids, right? Right. Well, he kind of got mad at me. He's like, "Well, every year you spend it on the kids, and I know you need stuff, so." Do me a favor and spend the money on you. And it was it wasn't a lot, right? Like normally he sends like a couple hundred bucks. But this year he's he's dealing with cancer and stuff, so he's like, I can't send you as much as I normally do. And my response to my dad is, Don't fucking send me shit. I don't need it. I'm forty fucking years old. I'm not a kid on Christmas Day anymore. His response was shut up, it makes me happy. I was like, fine. Yeah, whatever. you're you're his kid. Right. Does exactly. it fucking matter what you think? You're his <laughs> boy. He's sending you shit. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually spent some money on me this year, and I ended up picking up um, I ended up picking up a new pair of earbuds because I do everything with earbuds because my mm. other ones were dying. I had my other ones for like a year and a half, and they were starting to have charging issues. I'm like, I don't have the money to replace them. But my dad sent me money. He's like, here, give me some money. I got some new earbuds. I got this dope belt. Okay, for those of you that don't know, I have a love hate relationship with belts. I fucking hate belts, right? But I have no ass, so I have to wear belts. But the problem is, is the way I sit, and me having a dad bod, the the traditional belts with like the big thick buckles and the and the loop, they tend to yeah. they tend to sit weird on me the way I sit. So I was like, I don't want to buy another twenty dollar belt that's gonna fall apart in three weeks, because that's yeah. the, that's the other thing too. Like I'm so hard on everything I wear, like everything falls apart. So I, I had my eye on these, what they're called, minimalist belts. They're from a company called, and I, they're not a sponsor, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to shill for a minute. Grip 6, I'm going to actually get up here. Hang on. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, oh, TOS. Oh, TOS. I, I can't see, you can't see it. But anyway, so I bought this belt from this company called Grip 6. It's, the belt buckle is like a flat, sort of a flat bent piece of metal with a hole on each side right a slot on each side so it's it's like a it's real real thin it's like credit card thin metal you take the the nylon belt goes in through the back and then on the other side it goes you, you instead of going out and over you go in and under and it sits flat dude i love this belt i i fucking love this belt like this belt has changed my life they're sponsoring the podcast <laughs> But this belt, I wear it constantly, and it doesn't pinch, it doesn't ride up, it's super tight, like, mm, oh, look, chef's kiss, it's perfect. I gotta get a bunch more for my accessorizing my outfits, but it, they are a little more, they are a little expensive, but they're, like, lifetime warrantied, they're, like, guaranteed for a lifetime, they're, like, industrial, like, nylon, and it, and they look nice, and they, oh, my God, Grip 6, 35 bucks. 35 bucks is a little pricey, but the quality, oh yeah. I'm so See, happy. So happy. I think it's one of the ones that, especially for stuff like that, you never ever really begrudge paying that little bit above what you right. normally pay. See if you're going to get the use of it, you're going to get like the time out of it, and it's it's good quality. Mm -hmm. Like It's really not an issue paying 35 Right. Quid for a, a belt than twenty quid for a belt because if you're going through three of the twenty quid belts a 100%. year, but you're only going through one thirty five quid a year, then it's it's always because I was always the same as when I went shopping for like jeans 
I would easily go to kind of like the 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 the, the, the superstores like the Tesco's and the Asda's right. and stuff, and buy like the five ten dollar jeans, like because you're gonna rip jeans anyway. Right. Because right. I have I have what's known as thunder thighs. Thunder and there's thighs. A lot of no, there's a there's a good amount of rubbing that goes on betwixt oh. my thunder thighs. Betwixt so it's like thighs. It just always didn't come to me of I'm gonna go and spend seventy quid on a pair of jeans that I'm gonna wear away because I wear right. the shit out of things, rather than I can I can get seven pairs of jeans for that price, mm-hmm. and and it would probably last me that little bit longer. There's some things that I'll kind of push the boat a wee bit and treat myself right. a wee bit more with, um, but fashion side of stuff, I like I I'd, I'd, I'd rather just go and spend ten pound on a funny t-shirt and like mm-hmm. I, I can't remember i think the last time i wore jeans was about four or five months ago other than that i'm just in like at the moment i am in star wars pajama bottoms <laughs> nice <laughs> because i really i am all for comfort i do mm-hmm. not care if somebody turns around and goes oh why you were even outside i've got a pair of uh, jogging bottoms that I'll put on mm-hmm. when I'm going outside to the car or going out to time because it's like, I, I don't care what you think. I'm comfortable. Fuck you. Yeah. I am not about fashion. And li- literally, my parents gave me a gift card for <laughs> with, with money and said, please go and buy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> because it is, it's just... I mean, don't get me wrong. I've put on a, a, a good bit of weight. So a lot of the clothes that I'm wearing is still clothes that I wore right. when I was I, I wasn't as pudgy. Right. So it's like it is obvious that I do need some new clothes. I've had t-shirts that I've had for the last three four years, but they're still wearable. They, they still right. do the job. They, they the cover job. my nipples. What nerd mer do you want in a t-shirt? <laughs> so it's like now, now instead of t-shirts, they're crop tops though. <laughs> well, yeah, but what? Sally's allowed to wear a crop top, but I'm no. <laughs> Fuck that. What I can then? do what I want. <laughs> but um, nice. it's like anyway, I can understand where, like, I was looking about it the day and I'm like, I cannot remember the last time I actually bought myself new clothes. Yeah. And the funniest thing is, is I'll no buy clothes with my own money. Like, I just yeah. straight up, it's like a subconscious refusal. I just like, uh, why would I spend money on clothes? Like, like they're just clays. It's to stop people seeing my bits. That's mm-hmm. it. That is what I view clothes as. It's that's nothing there. So it's like fuck me spending money on myself at that. Like I'd rather go and get a Jurassic Park statue for five hundred pounds. <laughs> you you treat clothes like I treat cars. Why would I spend money on a car as long as it gets the job done? See, cars is one thing. I've only had two cars. I had a Clio, and then I've got my current car. Now, I bought my current car in 2015, and it was mm. a year old, and I've had it since then, and I have grew such an attachment to that fucking car. It is my baby. It is my pride and joy. Mm-hmm. Said so It's now eight years old. What is it? It's it's a Hyundai i30 estate. I literally, oh, okay. When I was buying the car, I was like 21, 22, Mm-hmm. And I went out to the 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 car shop to get it, and I was like, ah, right, I, I need a car, 
and the, and the starting thing, or you have this uh, Volkswagen Golf. It, it's zero to sixty in three point six settings, and it can do this. Is there? It's got this turbo, and it's got this. And I was sitting there at twenty two years old, going, "Can I put a car seat in it? Because huh? I have a nephew, and I need to be able to put a car seat in it." And then it was that kind of. He's trying to like sell me. A, a souped up kind of super fucking boy racer style car like the Corsa or the fucking <laughs> right. the Fiesta and all that kind of stuff and I'm sitting there going right I need a car that I can fit four female footballers in plus kits plus fit buzz <laughs> plus training gear and be able to drive it across country that is what I need the car and right. I ended up buying an estate car like the full like see right. fucking National Lampoon style fucking <laughs> yeah. car because I had to transport a women's football team across Scotland <laughs> and so that I could safely put my nephew in the back seat. That was what I was buying a car. And I tell you, I bought an, an automatic car because yeah. the manual was silver and I didn't like the silver. So like I, silver. I, I let, had never driven an automatic car until I bought oh that one God, because it was black. No, oh, I, 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 hate I could never fucking go back. I Why? can drive down the motorway while eating a cheeseburger, starting <laughs> my fit to the music without a care in the fucking world. I, see, when you're driving the way I drive, automatics are perfect because yep. you only need one fit, one horn, you put on cruise control, that's fucking it. I, I'd always had this idea of uh, you're not a real driver until you're driving a manual. Right? Fucking bullshit. You are not <laughs> a real driver until you have experienced comfort of being able to drive down the M74 without using your horns while eating a cheeseburger, using your knees to steer because you've got cruise control on and you don't have to hit the accelerator. That is the fucking life. And that car that I've got is the smoothest driving fucking thing. Like, to the point where my mum, mm -hmm. for a good while, tried to take it. <laughs> when, I, when I went to Holland and I was, I'd hadn't taken my car, my ma was nearly fucking off it. My dad was telling my uncles and that that it was his new car. And I'm back in fuck you. Um, even to the point where, like, my sister, my sister went out and got the same make, and right. they, she never got the estate version, but she's got the same, like, she's got the i thirty as well because yeah. of how much she liked my car. Everybody that's driven my car, that's been driving other cars, have literally said your car is so fucking amazing to drive because it's light, even though it's massive. Right. The the power steering's just perfectly balanced. The brake, everything about it is just. It's an amazing car, and I've, I'm at the point where I've been trying to take care of it so fucking much because I want to prolong that fucking life with me because right. it's it, it really is it's my fucking baby. I and someday a couple of months ago somebody crashed into the back of me, mm -hmm. and 
see the emotional fucking roller coaster <laughs> I went through because somebody had hit my car and they'd hit the kind of back door and the back wheel and I thought they've hit the one place that if they fucked my axle, if they fucked the chassis, they've rotten off my car. Mm. Even the insurance companies were saying we're going to have to do checks to make sure that there's no serious damage because of where she's hit it. And right. for like a week, I was sitting there panicking that if she's written off my car, I'm going to fucking murder them. I will do them. time. I will do fucking time in prison for that car. Luckily, it was mere just like it was just facial damage. It was like the panels and that had been right. made and it all got fixed. Everything looks perfect. But that car, I will fucking protect that car more than I will protect my child. And I don't have a child, but my car will come first. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Like, my cousin, my cousin's big into cars too. Like, he loves cars. And every time he, like, brings up a car, I'm like, does it get to point A, point B? He's like, yeah. I'm like, then I don't care. He's like, what do you mean? It's I'm like, I don't care. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care. Does it drive? That's all I, does it drive? That's all I care about. Well, you know, it's got this feature. Don't care. I'm the <laughs> least. I am so not a car guy. It's not even funny. That being said, my fucking little shit box decided to die this week. On top of all the other fucking garbage I've had to deal with this week. And I went and tried to figure it out. And I finally figured out what the problem was. And I called the shop. And the shop's like, oh, yeah, 350 bucks. I was like, excuse you? <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, you know, first I thought it was the battery, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll go, I'll go drop a battery in it. And that'll fix it. Because it, it needed to be jump-started. It died on Tuesday. But when B got it jumped, it started up right away. I'm like, oh, maybe the battery's testing well. So the next couple days, we get it jumped to get it around town just to see if the battery is the problem, right? Turns out it's not the battery. Because I took it over to AutoZone, an auto parts store here. They test batteries, alternators, and starters. So they got it on the machine, and the battery's got 80% charge, right? He goes on to the second test, the startup test to test the starter. The starter goes, well, we can't do the startup test because there's no voltage. I was like, well, that don't bode well. So couldn't do the starter test. Get to the alternator test. The alternator is testing out at 12 volts. For an alternator to be doing its job, it needs to be at 13 and a half to 14 volts. Right. So alternator's dying. I was like, all right, well, now I know what the problem is. Call a shop. <laughs> hey, how much to drop an alternator? 350 bucks. I was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, all right, great. I was like, can you break it down? He's like, oh, it's about $180 for $160 for a new alternator and like three hours worth of work. 350 I was like, I'm going to rob a bank. Going around the bank because I don't I got three fifty right now. I'm sure you can fucking find a YouTube video of how to change it yourself. Just <laughs> buy the part, put it in yourself. Like the car doesn't work. How much worse can it get if it, you don't do it right? Like so that here here's the here's the thing though. I grew up in a in a in a family full of mechanics, but because of my hands, my right hand doesn't work real well. Any mechanical work is really hard for me because I got to do everything one handed. So it takes me yeah. double or triple the time it does. So I was like, fuck it. I ain't got 350. 
I ain't even got 160 for a new alternator. So I, I, I remember my stepdad is like, if you can't afford the parts from the parts store, try an auto salvage yard. I always yeah. thought that was a Midwest thing. I was like, do they even got these on the Pacific Northwest? So I Googled, I'm like, auto wreckers. Well, there's an auto wrecker right down the street from my house. It's like 10 minutes away. So I called him up. I'm like, hey, I need an alternator for a Subaru. You got one? He goes, yeah. I said, how much? He goes, 50 bucks. I'm like, huh? He goes, and we warranty our parts just like an auto parts store. I was like, say what? He goes, yeah, come on in. We got one for, we got a ton of them. And they all tested out great. You're good. So I was like, all right. Step one, save money on the part. Then I'm like, all right, how hard could it be to change an alternator in a Subaru, right? So I whip up the hood, and I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, where the fuck? And the, and the alternator's right there, right in front, on top of the engine. I was like, we could do this, right? So I, I, I Google how to change an alternator out, right? Leads me to a YouTube video. The YouTube video is literally 10 minutes long. From start to finish. He's yeah. like, and the, and the title of the video is, don't go to a mechanic, change your own alternator, save yourself money. I was like, all right, here we go. So I watched this video. Take a wild guess at how complex it is to change an alternator in a Subaru. Oh, it must just be a case of, take this bolt out, take this bolt out, lift that out, get a wee blow, get a wee hand tug, put it back in. Screw it back on, Bob's your uncle, Sally's your aunt. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally six bolts and a belt. That's it. It took me 30 minutes. And I didn't even do most of the work. My daughter came out. My daughter came out hanging out with me and Troy because B was going to do the work, but then B was inside. I was like, oh, I'll just go get started. Because B is the mechanical one. She likes working on cars. I hate working on them. It's not that I can't. I just don't. I don't like them because it takes it takes forever with one hand. Where B could do a B could do a break a break job in like thirty minutes. It'll take me an hour and a half because I got to do everything one handed. So I got to like find a breaker bar instead of using both hands, right? Yeah. So Troy and I are out there dinking around, kind of laughing and joking as we're slowly getting this taken off the covers. My daughter Merck comes out and she goes, "Hey, Dad, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Ah, we're changing the alternator out." And Merck has had a problem. Her father, her biological father, has always been dismissive of her when he's working on cars, or he's always yelled at her because he's—I don't want to—I don't want to sound horrible, but he's not a good human being, right? He's a prick. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> when she comes out there, Troy and I are goofing off, and she asked me, "What are you doing?" I said, "We're swapping out the alternator." And without even, without her not even asking, I just handed her a wrench. I said, take that bolt off. And she goes, what? I was like, I can't get, I can't get the bolt. Take the bolt off. She goes, I don't know how. I was like, here you go. And I showed her how to do it. And she did most of the alternator. Like, I just pointed shit out. And yeah. the look on her face, like, she wasn't, like, grinning, but she had, like, her energy was so, like, she came out originally, she was kind of doing her like hoodie goblin, like, oh, I'm I'm an emo kid kind of vibe. But the minute I handed her a wrench, like her whole energy changed and she ended up doing most of the alternator. I just kind of pointed out what to take out and what to watch for. And between me and her, we got it done in like 30 minutes, fired it up. The only problem I have now is the belt is squeaking where before the belt wasn't squealing. 
So I either got to tighten the belt up or I got to oil it again. Yeah. So other than that, like I just saved myself 300 and fucking 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So it was nice. It was, it was fun. Like, but I had to wait till like the weather was good. Like it was so hard because I was like, God damn, I had the part like two days ago or yeah, two days ago, but it was fucking pouring rain. It's the Pacific Northwest. Right. And I thought it rained a lot, right? I was like, oh, yeah, it rained a lot. No, 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 no. This motherfucker rains all the time out here. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this ain't Seattle. They're like, yeah, well, Seattle shits on us. I'm like, okay. It rains all the time out here now. Holy fuck. During the summer, not a single drop of rain. Since fucking December, rain every day. <laughs> Oh and not god, like, my heart bleeds for you having rain every fucking day. Oh no. If only you lived in some place like Scotland. <laughs> it, it, it rains more than every fucking day here. It seems impossible, but it fucking does. <laughs> oh no, rain. Fuck it, dude. I know. I know. Imagine, imagine complaining about the weather and rain. It's somebody that's for the fucking UK. Look at the fucking brass balls you've got. <laughs> or like Zim, who's stuck in the snow right now back in Wisconsin. Are you the snow lasts for fucking what two months for him? Yeah, like, but it's cold as fuck back there. We'll have three days in June where it's really sunny, and then we'll get snow. It's like what? It's fucking summer. What? Where, where are you coming from? Or in December, it'll be snow, rain, sleet, fucking hail, and then one day it'll be 17 degrees, sunny, everybody has a barbecue. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only okay. two months? We have that shit until May. <laughs> At least your seasons are still planned out. Your seasons are just like, ah, fuck it, you have rain today, fuck you. <laughs> well, that's what you get when you live in a country with a unicorn as a state animal, goddammit. Snow can go dick you- itself right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Speaking about snow, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but um, Alaska, the Fairbanks, Alaska, the entire town is ice. It's Ooh. so bad. It's so bad in Fairbanks right now. The the state has warned people not to go outside because they can't get rid of the ice. What happened was they got a shit ton of snow because it's fucking Alaska. Yeah, but they had an unnaturally warming session. Where the snow started to melt, and then it dropped. The temperature just dropped. And it iced the entire town. Yeah. Like, there was a TikToker I follow. She literally showed pictures. The entire town, including the highways, is ice. They can't leave. They can't drive on the roads. Nothing. So, it's crazy. I was like, oh my god, that's just crazy. We actually had our first bit of snow the other day there. And, Mm -hmm. like, it only lasted a day, and... It was a bit of a pain in the ass to drive in it, but mm. other than that, it's actually been quite a lenient snow fucking time for us. Like that's the first time in like the year that that's actually happened. So I'm no moaning. Yeah, it's true. Zim brought up the Wisconsin saying, like in Wisconsin, the old saying is, "If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. That shit'll change." Yeah, we always we have things like that. Like we get fucking four seasons in a day. And like wait ten minutes and you'll get a different season and shit like that. Like it's funny because it's like people for the UK 
we'll sit and complain that we get the worst weather and we always moan about the weather and all that kind of stuff. But anybody else in the world turns around and says that their weather's bad, someday for the UK will be like, oh, fuck you, our weather's really, really bad. But it works the same way, is that people like from Wisconsin will sit there and go, our weather's really bad. If anybody else tries to say their weather's bad, it's like, oh, but you don't know Wisconsin weather. Because we always, I used to always think that our wind here was really bad until I, I moved to Holland. Holland wind, see, because there's no mountains or hills mm-hmm. to fucking block it. It's like constant 50 mile an hour winds just all the time without right. fucking. And it's amazing how these fuckers cycle all the time on the banks and the dikes and shit. Because mm-hmm. you're like, ah, you get fucking blown after fuck. Right into the water. But that's, it's quite funny how no matter where you are, you'll always claim that your weather's worse. Even <laughs> though chances are, like, we're all sitting here moaning like that. Have you been to fucking Siberia? <laughs> right? They, they fuckers have it bad. But it's not as bad as us. You could be on a tropical <laughs> island and that motherfucker be like, the weather here sucks. And you were like, you're on a tropical yeah. fucking island. Dude's like, it was five degrees hotter yesterday. Yeah, it was too hot. Fuck it was too off. fucking hot. Fuck off, man. <laughs> Eating more than 21 degrees and it's just, nah, that's, that's too hot. Fuck you. Nah, 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 nah. I want mean, to be comfortable. Be, I don't want to be sweating my ass off. Upper 80s, low 90s, that's perfect weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's like 30 fucking degrees, is it not? That's too fucking hot. I went to Belgium for a race weekend, and the temperature, like the, the weather forecast temperature, was 37 degrees Celsius. But see, the trackside temperature, like when we, because uh, when you're doing the racing, Obviously, like how hot the track is determines on what pressure and what type of tire and all that kind of yeah, stuff you put on the bike. Run. The the pitch the the track temperature was like forty seven degrees, and that was what we were having to deal with because we were right on the track. So mm-hmm. for like four days, it was like thirty seven degrees temperature coming down, forty seven degrees temperature on the ground. It was a fucking time. I spent most of the time in a fucking kiddie pool trying to cool down because I felt like putting a Scottish person in that fucking situation, that is grounds for like attempted murder. Like you do like at least I was the ginger. But fuck me, putting a Scotsman in that kind of temperature, go fuck yourself. That is just not how that works. I like literally my entire when we were driving in because we had obviously we were driving from Holland, so we drove through like Belgium, and it was like it's a place called Chimay, it's on the border of Belgium and France. Mm-hmm. And I was on the, I was, I was the driving. It was the other mechanic was driving, so I was out on the, the, I was in the outside. I had my arm out the window trying to cool down and see when I got to the thing. I had like fucking third degree burns down <laughs> my arm because I was driving with my arm out. But that's why. It's always a thing of we always swapped because if you're driving and you have your left arm out the window, yep, that's getting tanned. So you have to swap and have your right arm out the window <laughs> yep, for a wee yep. bit. So you, you you get that kind of double thing. It wasn't too bad for me because obviously our cars are built correctly, so you have the seat on <laughs> the driver's seats on the right hand side. So it's like gone from my car to the Dutch van which is on the left-hand side because the rang, it was like, it was easy enough to kind of be able to get that balance. But other than that, it was that weekend. I can deal with the, the weather. If right. it's hot weather, it's fine. My problem is, is my temperature 
doesn't really regulate that good. Like, mm. I don't get super cold, but I can struggle to cool down. Right. So as soon as it starts getting warm, my body just shoots up in temperature, but it never goes, like, I don't actually, like, I, like, there was one of the times that we were fucking wandering through, it was like fucking December, down south, and we were going for something to eat, and everybody's got their big winter coats on and all, and I'm wandering about in a fucking t-shirt because I was too warm. Right. So it's like, as soon as the hot weather comes, I get fucked because of it, and that just was not a fun time, that kind of weather. <laughs> That's so, why I don't like going to Florida. So over in over in Scotland, do you guys have like a big like swimming culture? Do you guys like go to lakes and shit? Because out I here, mean, a- out here they don't like out moving out here to the Pacific Northwest, like from Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, you go to the lake, you go to the lake all the time. Out here, there's not a lake, so they're like, "Oh, we go to the river and we go lay in a tube all day." I'm like, "How the fuck do you swim?" They're like, "We don't swim." I'm like, "What do you mean you don't swim?" Like, oh, yeah, you just go in the river and sit in a tube. I'm like, oh, no. So, like, what's it like in Scotland when it gets hot? Do you guys like swim or do you like go in a river? Like, I don't. What's the um, summertime it, shit? It sort of just depends on where you are. Like, see if you're near one of the locks, then mm-hmm. people go out. Like, when we went to the cabin, my friends would go into the lock and kind of just swim about okay. and that kind of stuff. Uh, when you're in the kind of big cities like that, we've got like the this this swimming pools and the leisure centres mm-hmm. and stuff like that that a lot of people go to. But see, swimming's never been my interest. I never ever learned how to swim. Oh, I've always gonna, like you're gonna learn to swim this summer if you come out here, motherfucker. No, because yeah. I've always stymied. If I'm in a situation where I need to be able to swim, I'd rather die. I'd rather Bitch, just drown. We're gonna be in San Diego. Your ass is going in the ocean. I'll teach you how to swim. Nope. No, yes! n- nobody's yes! ever been able to because I am my own person and I, I can do what I want. I will drag you by your hair. <laughs> like, you are just th- swimming the People ocean. that's tried to, like, th- the problem is, is people do not understand my stubbornness. Like, to the point where I went, like, I, I tried to learn how to swim when I was younger. The teacher thought, I'm going to be that fucking cool person. I'll throw you in and you'll learn how to swim. I sank to that bottom and refused to come up. <laughs> I was like, no, go fuck yourself. If I die, you threw me in. Go fuck you. Like, you'll have to come get me. You can pull my deep body out. You can explain to my parents why you threw me in water when I didn't know how to swim and didn't come and save me. Fuck you. That's my attitude. It's the worst attitude to have, but I will guarantee you I will die before you teach me to swim. Oh, poor Heba. (laughs) No, seriously, though, if... Here's the thing, like, this is going to touch on some of our plans for this year, but, like, if TwitchCon happens, fuck Omicron, by the way, um, if TwitchCon actually ends up happening, we're going to be in San Diego, dude, it's going to be warm as shit and beautiful, how are you not going to, you at least got a body surf in the ocean with me. No, what you do is you get a umbrella. And you sit in the shade. No, it's you go in the water. Normality. No, you gotta go in the ocean, man. We're just gonna strap it to a boogie board. Exactly, exactly. We'll drag him on a boogie board on a jet ski. It'll be fine. No, to be honest, be one of the, one of the reasons why I don't actually swim is because when I was like eight or nine, or I might have been before that, we were all across in Spain, like my parents and my brother, my sister, my cousin, and all that, and there was, like, these stepping stones between 
kind of like the the kiddie pool and the adult pool. There was like these stepping stones that you find went across, and we used to run along them, like because it was just like stepping stones. Right. And one day I ran across them and slipped and fell Ooh. in, and nobody noticed that I'd fell in, and I was under the water for a good while until my mum realised that I was under the water trying to fucking get out. And from that's when it completely like I can be in the water, but I can't put my head under. Ah, okay, that makes more like, sense. Now. Shoulders is like the limit, and because of that, I can't go too far where my feet can't touch the bottom. Mm. Because at that instant, my feet could not touch the bottom. Yeah, I could if see I that. could touch the bottom and I could put my head above, I'd be perfectly fine. But it was just that one fucking moment that it just could not find me. That, but right. that was kind of the. Like that, that kind of drilled it off. I don't need to swim. Well, I'm, I'm no yeah, thing. Yeah, I can see it. that. The, 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 before that, the stubbornness was just because somebody tried to tell me I had to do something, and I was like, I don't <laughs> right. have to fucking do shit. Like, I'm sorry, you think you can tell me what to do, but you telling me what to do and what I do are two vastly fucking different things, bitch. So, so getting you in but, the shark tank said no. I mean, Again, that's a situation where if I'm in a tank with sharks, swimming's going to do fuck all used to me. I mean, we're, so like, we're getting the shark cage. Like, like, that's the thing. Like, there's so many situations that people, like, people will turn around and go, like, well, what if you're on, like, a fucking cruise ship and it goes under? Like, I'm going to be in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. What the fuck is swimming going to achieve? <laughs> like, what, what, like, you tell me, swimming. <laughs> What will that achieve in my fucking instance, like, right now? <laughs> it, it will they fuck all. I'll die with hypothermia before <laughs> anybody finds me. So at least I've just prolonged my death because I'm swimming. Like, no, I'm going to sink to the fucking bottom and get it and done with quick. <laughs> like, fuck that. If I'm in the water and sharks are surrounding me, what am I going to do? Swim and prolong the chase? No, just get it and done with. I don't prolong know why we have chase. to prolong death. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> finding reasons to prolong death. Death <laughs> is a, a course of action. It's going to happen. If, if your time <laughs> is soon, all well and good, make it count. But why prolong that shit? Because the only way you can prolong shit is by having bad things. Oh, don't smoke, don't drink, don't eat. Well, what's the fucking use of living 80 years if you can't do any of the good shit? Right? He said, how am I going to prolong the chase? Like, what the fuck? Well, that's it. The sharks are going to eat me. It doesn't matter if I'm here or if I'm 10 years down the fucking ocean. They're gone. They're better at, than sw at swimming than me. They've been doing it all their life. Me learning to swim, I'm no out swimming a fucking shark. Like, it's just, it's just, there's no logical sense to what that argument would be. And that's why it never, ever makes logical sense to me to learn how to swim. Like, every situation, what if you're driving your car on a bridge and the bridge is collapsed and you fall in the water? I'll have a harder time getting out the fucking car. What am I going to do? Swim in the back seat? No. Like, I'm fucked. So what does swimming achieve? Like, oh, I can hold my breath a wee bit longer. I mean, I'm still going to die and I'm going to have a, a worse time because the, the death has lasted longer. But, like, just fucking get it and done with. Fuck all that shit. God damn it. 
Oh, you can try throw me man. in the fucking San Diego Ocean, but it's not gonna it's not gonna have the effect you're hoping. You're gonna have to drop kick you when you're not looking. No, again, like you can do that, but like <laughs> the only thing it's gonna achieve is you're gonna have to explain to my parents why they're burying their son. Like that's it. That is the full fucking thing that's gonna come for that. Your dad's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" I'm gonna be like. It sounded like a good idea at the time. <laughs> like I said, like I've seen it all before. I'll get one of the wee battery powered fans, and I can sit in the beach, watch all use almost die. Because that's what basically swimming is: is swimming is not dying in the water. That's no, what swimming not. is. No, it's not. Right, dude, well, swimming what? is amazing. Yeah, it's a whole other world. It's a whole new world. But the only reason you swim in the ocean is to stop yourself from drowning. No, that's it. No, that is the whole reason as to why you would swim. Like, because it would look stupid (laughs) if you were swimming, and that's like turning around and going like that. Oh, I'm going to throw you at a plane without a parachute. But here, see if you flap your arms like a fucking bird, you might no hit the ground as hard. Like, <laughs> the inevitable is still there. Eventually, it's going to happen, but, like... <laughs> I love ha- I love having a chat. Listen, Mr. and Mrs. Clifford, your 31-year-old son refuses to learn to swim, so we strapped him to a board. And, well, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, the problem with that, but, right, is chances are I wouldn't actually drown but you'll be getting a phone call from a very angry me somewhere in Sri Lanka wondering why the fuck you done what you done. <laughs> like, that would be my outcome. Is like, I am maybe no die, but at what cost, sir? At what fucking cost? <laughs> right. Oh, Pearls from the uh, Pearls from the Swine, oh, Before the Swine is a great comic. I, I read it a lot. I've read it a lot. I haven't read it recently. But yeah, no, like, I mean... To speak of that, like, this summer, like, or this year, we got a lot of, like, personal plans, so why don't we dive into that? Um, Hang on, let me update the topic, because, you know, I'm a professional. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so 2022 uh, is going to be an interesting year, hopefully, maybe, possibly. Thank you, um, well, let's talk about it. We'll, we'll let's talk about our personal plans, and then we'll talk about like streaming plans, and then we'll talk about plans for the podcast. So, like, what do you got on the horizon for twenty twenty two? Personally, like, I know you mentioned getting fit and getting right, and we mentioned a little bit about TwitchCon. What what else do you have on like your personal agenda for twenty twenty two? To be honest, I the main thing is just getting myself into an app, an actual schedule, mm-hmm. like see being able to get into a schedule where. Like, I'd like to do a lot more stream-wise. Like, I would like to be able to be a bit more, like, online kind of thing. But, like, the problem that I've got is I just love gaming with people. Like, Mm -hmm. see, like, like, I'll be, I'm gaming with Titan Namora. We're going to be playing a couple of different games, hopefully. Like, gaming with, like, Bill Bob and gaming with Zim and Har and gaming with you. I just really enjoy, like gaming with people the streaming aspect just n- isn't really that much of a priority i'd rather just let somebody else stream it and i'm just there 
Yeah, you're more than really, Yeah, and I know that doesn't really help grow your own personal fucking thing. Right. So it's like, I'm not going to have to try and get a wee bit more online presence personally for my own, because I do feel as if a lot of it has kind of stagnated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the plan is, is if I can get my own personal life right, like my, si- my sister gets married in May, and I want to at least be fucking a bit smaller than what I'm mm-hmm. on when I'm going to there. So my kind of my main goal is to lose a, a decent bit of weight for kind of me, which mm-hmm. isn't really like that bad. Like that should be able to be done. Um, I've done it before. I don't. It, it, it's not as if it shouldn't be able to be done again. Um, I'd like to get a wee bit more presence online myself. So, like, I've got some plans for then, like, um, uh, my Tuesday streams before I play Phasma with Zim and Haba mm. is having a wee bit more stuff on that. Um, I want to try and start bringing back the horror streams again on, like, a right. Friday night. Um, I, I want to try and get, again, with the likes of, like, uh, gaming with Haba and, and Zim on a Tuesday, uh, I want to try and get some more game time in with like Titan and Bill Bob and yourself mm-hmm. and just think like uh, Bill Bob's wanting today like a, he's got hoping or I'm hoping he gets his PC he's, trying, he's going to buy a PC hopefully in the next like hopefully the next week um, right. and his plan is to have like a community night and all that kind <clears> of stuff right. and it's like we've all had like Titan he wanted to have a community night and it just fell apart. You've wanted to have a community night and it's just fell apart. Yeah. I'd like at one point is collectively to have a fucking community night that lasts more than one week and that we can all fucking get in a play like Among Us, play like Pummel Party, play like they kind of games, just having a laugh. It doesn't even have to, we could play fucking like that, uh, the Pictionary game and all that. Right. Like, see, just having a laugh between us. Um, kind of that's what I'm hoping for, and then the likes of like I I want to try there's a, a Gamescon down in Birmingham in April. Obviously, that depends on what the uh, restrictions here are going to be because our restrictions right. are kind of like Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales are still a wee bit more closed off than England, but England's mm. numbers are fucking skyrocketing compared to the rest of us. Um, so it depends on what that is, but I'd like to get down there because there's a couple of people like I'm a partner with that Wraith Energy, so I'm on like their Discord and that, and mm. a lot of their people are gonna be going to this down in Birmingham, so I, I'd like to try and expand my kind of circle a wee bit more, really right. like, people I don't necessarily game and all that way, uh, just kind of like just get the name out there, meet new people and stuff. Yeah. Um so like I'd like to do that. I'd like to do one or two of the, the kind of games cons here. I'd love to do the TwitchCon Amsterdam is in July. Yep. And then the TwitchCon San Diego is October. Yeah, I'm it's sure it's October. October. Yeah. It's yeah. October. I'd love to be able to do both because obviously there's people in the UK and Europe that are talking about maybe going to the Amsterdam one that I'd love to do and then, like, obviously, the San Diego one, I'd love to be able to go. And even if it's a case of, if I, if I did the TwitchCon in San Diego, 
it's going to be an extended... I'm not just going to come across right. for the San Diego thing. The plan would be is I'd come across for a couple of weeks. Right. And that would be the plan of people that couldn't make it to TwitchCon. I'd like to kind of just go... Even if it's me, myself, going out and visiting... Right. Because I've got other friends that aren't in the streaming world that I, I was supposed to go and see two years ago until this all kind of kicked off. So... Like, there's plenty of people right across the country. Like, I need to go, I want to go and see Titan, but Titan's gone, he's planning on being at TwitchCon. You're planning on being at TwitchCon. Zim says if everything kind of goes well, it's time. If no, I'd like to go to fucking Wisconsin. Right. And and, and kind of see that. Um, I've got friends in California that I have to see. I've got friends in Texas. I've got friends in Salt Lake City. I've got friends in like New York and New Jersey I that I want to go and see. Someone in Jersey that you needed to see too. Yeah, she's the one that I was actually going to be living with for like mm-hmm. the fucking four weeks that I was going to be here. Um, so like I'm going to go out there and see her and all that kind of stuff because it's a funny story. I'm the 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 girl in Jersey I met online when yeah. I was like twelve. And yeah, we've never met in person, but we've grown like a really, really good friendship between each other. So, like, I, I really want to get across to be able to see her and actually meet because the whole point is going is we we're going to meet for the first time before we're 30, and then fucking COVID happened. So, no, I'm fucking 31, so that's kind of <laughs> fucked all that shit. Um, so like. There's a lot of kind of personal plans like that. I've got other wee like projects and stuff like that that um we're starting to get the ball rolling on that hopefully in the next month or two it will start be able to come out and, and we can actually start talking about it because there's a few secret projects that um I'm not sharing any fucking details with anybody apart from the people that's involved. Right. Um but they'll actually over the kind of next few months they'll all start coming out a wee bit more. One of my main goals is, and you're going to love this because like, you'll, you'll feel proud, is there's a few of my friends here that I've known for like the last like six, seven years mm-hmm. and they were always involved in like D&D and TTRPG and all that. Nice. And there's one particular person that every week he works in a bar mm-hmm. and every Saturday or Sunday, once the bar's shut, they host a D&D night. Nice. Just his friends, like like six or seven, and he's invited me a bunch of times to join it, and I've always had that kind of anxiety, nervousness. No, no, no. I'm not really. I don't know enough. I don't know mm-hmm. the rules enough, and all that. But I feel as if over the last few months or the last year, uh, being with like you guys and and snacks helped out an awful lot. Right. With, like, like his his way of DMing of the kind of. He sticks to the rules or the basic rules, but he also interprets them his own way. Mm-hmm. It kind of it helped me kind of at I least I now know the basic rules. Like so many experienced DMs and GMs, they're usually at a point where they know the rules, but mm-hmm. they adapt rules and all that kind of stuff to suit to suit their own narrative. And it's like. That's right. fine when you're an experienced player, but if you don't know the rules, you don't want to learn not rules. Right. Then the actual base rules. So, like, being with, like, a snack, snacks really, really helped in that sense of kind of getting me used to the actual concept of D&D, getting me used to, like, the basics and all that. 
that I'm now at that point where it's like my, he asked if I would fancy it, and I was like, do you know what? I, I've got my dice, I've got my fucking, I got an essentials kit, so I've got right. my books, I've got my D&D Beyond thing set up, like everything is kind of, I mean, and one of my main goals for this year is to get involved in a real life game. As opposed IRL, to like yeah. a Sunday campaign or anything like that, and right. actually start seeing people in Scotland, because I I don't really see like apart from like my, uh, my family or a couple of my mates that I've known for years and years and years, I don't really deal with people real life now. Right. So I'd like to make it that COVID's went on long enough. I'll stick to the rules. I'll stick to the restrictions and all that yep. kind of stuff. But it's no longer an excuse not to actually live anywhere. That's the way I'm seeing 2022 is I'm going to start going out again. Because like, it was that kind of way. I used to be fit. I used to go to the gym. I used to go hiking. I used to go fucking mountain climbing and all that kind of stuff. I used to go drives up north and take my photos and all that. I've not done any of that in the last year. And I feel as if it's like such a waste of what I've done. Because it's like, now that we're starting to think like, I, like bringing out we're in merch and getting that involved i want to be up at the locks taking pictures of my merch mm-hmm. and making my own ads and stuff like that like i done with like your hoodie uh, yep. and stuff like that because like i've got those backdrops here like i can drive 40 mm-hmm. minutes up north and be in the country and be able to take pictures next to fucking waterfalls and forests and lochs and stuff like that. So it's like it's just stupid that I've allowed that to slip. Well, so I don't. I don't I mean, I don't think it's stupid. I think, I think COVID changed the way the world works essentially because, like, you have a highly transmittable disease that has got a lethality to people who have a lot of like issues. And let's face it, as the world becomes more convenient more bad habits set in like laziness and sedentary lifestyle and and you get a lot of what they call comorbidities which kicks up the lethality of covid so i don't think it i don't think it's stupid i think we've all had to learn to adapt our lives around it and the problem is is there are people and i'm gonna i might get some hate for this there are fucking morons who refuse to do what's you know required so that we can adapt to this new way of life. Like the other day, I was in a grocery store, and the grocery store has it plastered everywhere. Masks are required, right? Half the people in the store didn't have a mask on. Like, yeah. dude, how? What the fuck, man? You idiots are the reason that this shit's gone up as long as it has. Yeah, and I think for me, it is a case of like I totally understand that everybody has a right everybody can do what they want and all that kind of stuff i think what the problem is is unless your reason makes logical sense because a lot of the people here that were refusing to wear masks is because they were claiming that oh i can't breathe throughout the mask fucking bullshit that is a that you are not allowed to use that as an excuse like if there's a a medical reason or anything like that Totally accept it. Like if you if your doctor has said you physically can't, if your body doesn't regulate fucking CO two emissions and regulate oxygen intake and all that kind of stuff, if you're wearing a mask, I totally accept that is a valid 100%. reason. But to turn around and say it's like 
the anti-vaxxers, I can totally understand there's people that have legitimate reasons not to get the vaccine. See if your reason is, I don't want to put foreign chemicals in my body. Why are you drinking beer? Why are you eating Foreign food? chemicals. Yeah, like the foreign chemicals in that. Your body doesn't produce those chemicals without it. So you're putting things into your body in that aspect. So there's like, unless you're ex- there, your reason has a legitimate reason and a logical reason, that's the problem that I have with it. Yep, like, me too. And it's like, I can understand where there is some situations where governments and that have taken a bit of a, a bigger unnecessary yes. step. 100%. And I can see why people would argue that. But at the same time, I was under the firm belief of we went into a lockdown and the lockdown ended up lasting a year. But see, when you look to outside, my neighbours across the road were still having parties every week with random people coming up to their house. And it's like, see if everybody had just done the restrictions for three weeks. It would have been done because it wouldn't have spread. We would have caught it, would have ended it, and that would have been it. But people didn't want to do what they were asked to do. And mm-hmm. that's where it kind of bloomed out. And that's why it ended up lasting longer than what it is. Because it's, it's not necessarily people, it's the spread that's the problem. Yeah. It's because you might not die, but the person you pass it on, they might. Yeah, so if everybody just stayed in their house for three weeks, it wouldn't have got spread. Whoever got it, could have been dealt with that would have been it that would have that that would have ended it off but people were stubborn they were misinformed they well, were yeah. deciding to use their rights which is yeah you have a right to do what you want but you don't have a right to pass that onto somebody else that doesn't want that 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 to me people know wearing masks and and no getting the vaccines for silly reasons and all that. I put that on the same level as murder and sexual assault. Yeah. I do not consent for you to bring that shit to me when I've been spending the last year trying to no get it. I do not consent to that. You are putting that in, in my field Yeah. without consent. And it's the exact same way as my mum has, like, She's ill, she's got like uh, ME and, and mm. other things like that. Their immune system is the thing. I spent my entire year while I was working at Amazon, wasn't signing with my mum. I literally came in for work, came straight up the stairs into my bedroom, did not leave my bedroom. I didn't go about the house. I went to the bathroom, and when I left the bathroom, I was disinfecting everything because the last thing I wanted to do was bring it to my mum because my mum had a higher chance of it being serious and fatal. And that's what I'd done. And see the fact that there was other people out there that I was doing everything I possibly could. And it's like, because it was like my next door neighbour, my next door neighbour shielded for a year, like didn't leave the house and all that kind of stuff was, he'd done everything that he could. And his wife went to work and somebody in his or work had COVID, but refused not to go to work. Didn't tell anybody that they had COVID. So there was no time she came home, passed it on to him. Three weeks later, he died. Yeah, he'd spent a year and a half in shielding, no catching it. Everybody around him was doing everything they could, but one stupid, selfish, fucking cunt fucked everything up. And no way to, and to make it worse is I had to sit in my car and watch a live feed of the cremation going on. Because we couldn't go into the building. 
because yeah. there was only allowed 15 close family. So I had to watch my neighbour of like almost 20 years who I'd known all that time, considered them like basically fucking family right. on fucking video because a stupid imbecile that just couldn't go with the simplest of fucking tasks. That's it. Wear a fucking mask. If you've got COVID, don't go to work. It's hardly fucking... We're not asking you to go and murder 74 million fucking people, but people jump to be in the army. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like where they go and murder a fucking country because they have oil, but for us, it's like you can't wear a fucking mask. And it's like people back in the 40s during World War Two had to live in fucking trenches, didn't see family for four years in a different country will constantly show it, and you can't do a patriotic duty in wearing a fucking mask? How fucking egotistical and cunty are you? Like, how big on yourself do you have to be that you can't wear a fucking mask for five minutes being in a show? Because we're now at the point where you don't have to wear them outside. All yeah. you have to do is wear them when you go in a building. Yeah. And it's like, if you physically can come up with any other reason as apart from medical to do that, then you're just selfish. And I I know we'll probably get some hate and all that kind of stuff yes, and all that, but at this point, I honestly don't care. I have lost two family members and two friends to this fucking illness because idiotic fuckwits can't wear a fucking mask or simply can't self-isolate when they've got the disease, the the virus. Like, I've had to self-isolate three or four times over the last two years because we've been in close proximity, or I've had it, or something like that. And it's like, it's it's just that kind of way. It's like, it just seems like such a weird concept as to why this, of all things, are people arguing about it. <laughs> like, everything you could argue about what's happening in the world, why is wearing a mask a, a, a big thing? Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because the, the the one of the major problems here for us was it got politicized on both sides, right? It got weaponized. Yeah, wearing a mask and all that shit got weaponized by politicians, and then they did that. And like, Habbo talked about it in chat. She's like, "I've got an autoimmune disease, so people already make the decision for her instead of letting her decide." Which yeah. I've seen that too. They're like, "Oh, well, you have a compromised immune system." We're not going to see you even though you take care of yourself. Like, that's another thing that annoys me, too, is, like, using it as an excuse to to make a decision for someone is just as bad as not wearing a mask. Because, like, my yeah. my friend my friend has an autoimmune disease, too, and they, they, they mentioned the same thing with Habba that mentioned in chat. Like, people know because they have a, an autoimmune disease, they're not going to go see them, even though that person is taking steps to be safe. And the biggest thing with me is, like, I've lost friends and family to the virus, too. And it's... The thing that pisses me off the most is, here in America, we claim to be a nation, like, one of the best nation in the world, and the smartest and the best, and we, we you know, we trust the experts. Yes, the experts said do this, and you didn't listen to the experts! Yeah. You listen to some fuckwit that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Like, I don't... I don't get that. Like, 
if you claim to listen to the expert, listen to like I'm not gonna fucking go to the if I want to learn how to make a souffle, I'm not gonna go to the McDonald's guy. Well, I'm that's gonna, no fair because some people that work at McDonald's are you actually know, you chefs. know what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't. But I think I would make a thing of if you want to learn how to make a souffle, you don't go to a mechanic shop. Because right. that's what it feels like is exactly. you want to know how to beat this this virus. So why are you taking your information off Facebook off your auntie's best friend that right. has not worked a day in her fucking life, but all of a sudden is an expert because she read that one fucking thing on Facebook by the guy that also has never worked a day in his fucking life. Mm-hmm. And and with like Habit's point, that always annoyed me as well because I was a firm believer in if if you're making all the precautions today, and yeah, you might be a high risk, but if you're making all the precautions and I'm taking all the precautions, there's no issue there. If we're both making the precautions, like they always said, if neither person wears a mask, there's a 98% chance that you're going to get the disease. If one person's wearing a mask, there's a 54% chance yes, that you're going to yeah. get the disease. If both people are wearing a mask, there's a 1.8% chance IDs are going to get a mask. So if everybody was taking those precautions, like wear a mask, stay two metres away, be outside, don't have more than four people. That 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 was the simplest of fucking things. Mm-hmm. But what didn't I couldn't understand is see before COVID happened, see the people that are complaining about it. They weren't gone and meeting people. They were sitting mm-hmm. in their house. It was only the moment that were they were asked not to do it that they decided they had a problem, even though they'd never done it before. It's like people like here, one of the restrictions was is that you weren't allowed to leave your house unless it was for exercise. See the amount of fucking cunts that I seen that had never exercised a day in their <laughs> life but knew they were out running and cycling because they could go and do that with their pals. Mm-hmm. And you're like you're literally taking every loophole and you're the one that's complaining that it's went on too long. You're the one that's complaining that this has happened and that's happened. If you had just done the fucking thing, we wouldn't be in this situation. (laughs) It's that that simple. The other thing that got me was the argument that like, oh, the science is changing. No shit, it's science. Yeah. I would just love to know... I just I would love to know at what point did society fear intelligence and science? Like you, you talk about when in the sixties when we started finding the moon, mm-hmm. and everybody was ah uh, watching them on the telly. Look, fucking technology's advancing. We're all finding it's a beautiful thing. It's almost as if over the last forty years, people have started getting this fear of a. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Like I know, I know it's always been a kind of thing where it is like that. But there was a good period there where we were getting to the moon. We were like investing in NASA. We were investing in space exploration. Like we were investing in technology and that. And it's like you have these arguments of, oh, this vaccine is putting a microchip in me that's going to watch where I'm at. It's I, I because they don't have that in your fucking phone. Or it's the fact that you have, like, people out in fucking Iraq, like the the, the American military or the British army are out there, right? And they've got state-of-the-art technology that's supposed to be able to show where their comrades are 
like where each platoon is, and it doesn't work most of the time. Why the fuck would they then put smaller stuff into us when the army that spends seven hundred billion a year on their fucking funding can't even get that shit to work? It mm-hmm. may like those are the things. It's, it's those illogical excuses that I cannot fathom. Yeah, I can accept if there's a, a proper real excuse or reason as to why. I can totally understand. My brother, he has a really bad phobia needles. So mm-hmm. he can't get it because he's tried to get it. He's been right. to the place he's and he stood there and then right at the last minute went, nope, fuck that. And he's thing me, it's, a, it's a, a proper thing that he's got. He wishes he could get the vaccine. As soon as they make a pill form or a, a, a draw a perform or something like that, he's straight in, he's getting it, that's mm-hmm. it. He said he could probably get one of the injections. The fact that there's three now, you need to get your two vaccines plus the booster here. Mm-hmm. It's like... That's what's stymieing him, is that it fucks him up. If he gets an injection, it fucks him up mentally for a long time. So he wouldn't be able to get the second and third because it's in his head now what's going to happen. So it's like he's he's got a genuine reason as to why that's a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's getting a lot of shit for other people because of these anti-vaxxers that don't have logical fucking sense. Right. And that's what the problem is. And I think we do have to make a point of not everyone without the vaccine is an anti-vaxxer. Right. A lot of people that haven't got the vaccine is because there's a medical reason as to why they're unable to get it. And as soon as there's no longer that medical reason, they'll probably jump at it to get it done. But it's it's the smaller group of anti-vaxxers that have no fucking... They've no got enough brain cells to rub together and make a normal fucking thought that I I have a fucking issue with. Right. Well, I think I think to answer your earlier question of when the world stopped like accepting science and whatnot is this this might be tinfoil hat and if it is I, I apologize but from like as a kid I'm in my forties right so I'm like a generation Xer right it seems to me like Somewhere, like, at the end of the 80s, the early 90s, and towards the end of the 90s, corporations started to really push this, um, well, don't think about it, just do it mentality, right? And as as people got in more control and people would speak out, they don't, they don't want Governments and corporations, and more so the corporations than governments, corporations don't want you to be a, a free-thinking person anymore. They want you to shut up and do your job. So after decades of fucking being told to shut up and do your job, people have gotten the mentality of, oh, well, I can't question it. I, I can't say this. I can't do that. Because we went from the 60s and 70s of this of this awakening and this revolution and, and questioning authority and whatnot to this period in the eighties, the eighties and nineties where we didn't give a fuck. And like from the nineties on, they noticed that we didn't give a fuck. So they started to put their claws in deeper and start pushing this agenda of like, don't bother to ask. Don't, don't look into things deeper because you just want your shit. And I think it's because, when you have a certain level of power, you don't want to lose that power. 
and an informed population will challenge your authority, will challenge your power when you do dumb shit. And either side, and this goes for every political party, they don't want to be questioned. They want you to just vote their way so that they can continue to do what they're going to do. Corporations are the same way. They don't want you questioning their environmental policy because they want to make as much profit as possible. And anybody who knows me, you can have profit. I'm, you can make profit as long as you do it ethically and responsibly. And they yes. don't want that. Like the last hundred years of the education system hasn't taught us to think. It's taught us to sit down and fucking work. They don't yeah. want an informed population because what's an informed population? It's a threat. And like I said, I might be a little tinfoil I had, but do you really think like the world government wants an educated population who knows about, um, oh fuck, there was an article that came out last year about the research that was being done before COVID happened. And basically the reason, I don't remember what it was called because it was too long, but basically there was a, there was a, a series of bio labs that was learning how to make viruses stronger so that they could anticipate the way a virus would mutate or the way it would spread through a population. Yeah. Not, and it was funded by the U S and a bunch of other like different countries, but it was done in like, China and Vietnam, so like no one would keep an eye on it. Well, the worst case scenario happened. They made a virus stronger and it got out. And now everybody's like, this was a thing for a while and then it got swept under the rug because it didn't pick up traction. Like, what you think was going to happen? Like, you, your, whole think... plan, your whole plan was to make a virus stronger so you could understand it. I get that. But you didn't, you had too much hubris to understand that that shit might get out? But I think as well, like that that news story that came out, that they were working on these things and then it happened and it got out. And again, that's another argument of that news thing that it put out. Where was the proof right. that that was the actual thing that happened? Again, to me, that's just another as you say, tinfoil hat, that they were working on this and it got out in China and all that kind of stuff. Now, I, my first kind of, like, if I was to look at that, my first thought process on that is, right, the first thing you said is it was a world government thing, which we technically don't have. You have the UN, you have WHO. It's not a world government. So there's your first, my first issue with that. The next one is it's funded by the US and a bunch of other countries, but it's done in China. US and China mm -hmm. friendship is at an all-time fucking low. I really doubt that China would host a biological scientific research funded by the Americans. If the Americans were going to do anything, you would probably have it in the likes of fucking Syria, Lebanon, fucking Iraq, right. Iran, one of these countries. China, I would say, is the last. China and Russia would be the last countries, I would say, that would host an American scientific research thing. Um, which makes me think that, again, it's another thing that somebody's came out with to say the Chinese fucking caused this because they, they fucked up something. It's like I can understand that the premise of working on these bacterias and viruses, trying to get them stronger so that we can work a, a vaccine to be able to do it. 
I can I can totally believe that that would be a scientific research somewhere in the world. Yeah, the research totally is understand legit. That. The but research the is whole, legit. The whole concept of China must have fucked it up, and then right. because we already know that part of the proof Gain that came from is that the, the uh, it came from a guy in China eating a bat because coronavirus right. has been around since the seventies. Oh yeah, they've been There's working on it in the seventies. This is a mutation of coronavirus. That's one of the reasons why they argue that the vaccine that we have, they've been working on this vaccine since the 70s. All they had to do was adapt it to this mutation. That's why it seems as if the vaccines came out quicker. I don't know the whole process of the vaccine myself, so I'm not going to say if it was or isn't like fully fucking thingied and tested and all that kind of stuff, because I don't know enough about it. But the, I think what the problem is, is every argument somebody makes for or against what's gone on, it's always going to be shrouded in doubt. Right. And that's just the, the whole thing. So, uh, so it's like, it's never going to think it. Like Dredd said, that the, the bat-eating rumour turned out to be false. Mm-hmm. I cannot 100% say, yes, it was false. There's always going to be that up to 10% where you go, but was that just a cover-up? Because of the world we now live in, where you cannot trust right. any media point. company, government official or anything like that, as to what they're coming out, what is getting swept under the rug, what's getting pushed out to try and make it that it's an actual fucking thing. And it's like, nothing is ever going to find me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think me from like this standpoint of like the podcast and that is... Everything that's said will always be taken with a pinch of salt because mm-hmm. unless you do the research and like like evidence points to it actually coming from the lab outside Wuhan, what scientific research was done? Was it right. an American scientist that's came to that conclusion where you can then go, what's that scientist's background? What's his actions? Is he only came out with this because he wants to blame China? Right. So it's like, it's like no matter what, there's always going to be that inst- uh, that out of doubt. And I do think the point you made of for the last number of years, people have kind of been pushed into the don't ask questions, right. it is what it is. And I think nowadays people are starting to ask a wee bit more questions. Right, we're starting to get it. I think what the problem is, is people, or the majority of people, don't have the experience to really know how to go in about dendering research. It's not about going on to Facebook, finding right. the first thing that goes with your narrative and go, that's the truth. That's like, confirmation if you bias. bring up, it's like you think about it like oil and diesel. They came out and said the oil was really, really good and drilling for oil would be the best thing and all that kind of stuff. That turned out to be false. But a lot of scientists came out back during the oil days saying that it was a good thing mm-hmm. because they were paid and funded by the oil companies. Right. So it's like, and there's so much mere digging that you have today in order to get the actual bottom line truth out of it, is you have to see who funded the science project, who funded to find out if it came from that Wuhan Right, and, and, like and, was and it and the Americans? Was it the Chinese? Because if it was the Chinese that done it, and then they've turned around and said, "I actually came for that," I would go, "What well, that that seems a lot more 
there's a better chance of that being true that the Chinese are even saying we fucked up because in this day and age, taking responsibility is so far down most government's right. fucking priority that if a government was to turn out and take responsibility, I would actually even still ask questions and go, was that government colluded by someone else that if they took responsibility? <laughs> and, and, so it's and like... That, that was kind of my point of bringing it up in the way I did is like, it, it shows that like most people don't do the research. Like we were saying, that's why I brought it up that way. And that's why I proposed it initially because you don't, we live in a world where we're not told, where we're not encouraged to do, dig deeper. Now I did remember the, the science, the science behind what I brought up is called gain of function and gain of function research is exactly that. It's learning how it's, it's, it's making viruses stronger to learn how they mutate and change so that we can anticipate how they're going to react in the case of an outbreak. Yeah. That I understand, like, but that shit, that shit's, I understand why you do it, but like, <laughs> re, do you really need to though? Like, humans are not the safest animals and you're playing with shit and you're making it stronger. Like, I understand the reasoning behind it of why it's sort of like a, a necessary evil, I guess. But man, that's just did not that's one person human, right? Did not it's, one it's person the human say this is bad idea? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's like humans will always believe that they have control when very rarely do right. you have control. You cannot control a lot of shit that you think you can control. Like I think that's what the problem is: is humanity is evolved to the point now where we think we can control so much. We can't control nature. We can't control how things fucking adapt but because they all have their own fuck. No, but that's it. We mm -hmm. think and believe we can, but we physically cannot. This concept of control, we have never had control. We right. just like to think we have control. It's like at the start of this when we were turning around and talking about what the goals for 2022 was. I think I have control over what I'm going to be at what stage by the end of the year. But at the same time, there's so many parameters of the next year that I cannot control, mm -hmm. which will dictate whether or not my goals are succeeded. It's one of the reasons why I don't do resolutions, because resolutions, just is, is, it makes no sense to me of trying to control what your fucking year's going to be like. So many things can happen. It seems point. Just don't make resolutions and you'll never be fucking disappointed. But I think so many people in big fucking positions in the world still have this idea that they have control over so much. And it's like, you do not. It's it's just no. That's just no how this fucking works. Yeah, and and like you said, it goes back to the idea of like when we stop sort of following like the experts is is one we we have that built in like oh well like you said oh well I don't know that guy but I know you know Phyllis from Facebook. I'm gonna believe Phyllis more than I'm gonna believe the guy who spent ten ten years studying the shit right. And yeah. because we've been through this period where we've been told not to question it, not to, you know, because if you question it, you're not going to get your iPhone, essentially, is basically what it's come down to. <laughs> like, oh, why would you want to question it? Just, you know, if you start questioning stuff, you're not going to have the things that make your life easier. And I think that's, 
I think that's bullshit because when you when you when you fail to question anything, you yeah. leave yourself open to be taken advantage of. And we've seen that in so many ways, like in the last two years. It would, but to 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 talk about the pandemic specifically, and we kind of got off on a tangent, and I want to see where it goes. But like, if people wouldn't have allowed themselves to be swayed by the media or the politicians that they so they follow, this shit wouldn't be as bad as it was because. If we had just let the experts talk, and I hear the argument of, well, there was conflicting information. It was conflicting yeah. because nobody reported it without agenda. And yes, the facts changed because the science changes constantly, and you have to adapt. I get it. There's confusion. We didn't notice it. We weren't ready for it. I get it. But like, the bottom line is, if people wouldn't allow themselves if we wouldn't have allowed the the media and and politicians to like spin it, we live in a culture of spin, and if the spin wouldn't have happened, this shit wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah, and it it pisses me off, you know, because if if we if we if we just took a second to ask ourselves. What's the reasoning behind why they're saying masks are bad or, or this, that, or the other thing? Maybe we would have been able to be more in control. Control is the wrong word. Maybe we would have had more of an understanding of what was trying to be done instead of being told what they wanted to get done. So, I yeah. don't know. It's, it's a tricky situation, and, and we kind of got off on a tangent, but yeah. 2022... <laughs> <laughs> damn pandemic um damn pandemic oh lord it's it's a sore spot people like it's fucking stupidity pisses me off and you oh the last bit you you hear those memes all the time of like oh if the zombie apocalypse happened or if there was an outbreak humanity would survive no no one this pandemic shows you that most of the population no, 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 no. Moving on. Anyway, my plans for 2022. <laughs> so I've got a couple personal plans for 2022. I, because of what happened in the in the final days of December, it it kind of shed a light. And with this being Men's Mental Health Awareness Month, on top of that, um, I discovered that I had a lot of, I had a lot of stuff under the surface that i hadn't recognized and mm. it all sort of came out in one massive like damn breaking moment so one of my one of my plans for 2022 is to get my head right because i realized i have a lot of ptsd i have a lot of i have a lot of guilt i have a lot of like trauma from the way i i did stuff when i was a kid with my mom because my mom was my mom was my mom was and is bipolar manic depressive and alcoholic. So for a long time I was essentially my mother's boyfriend minus the bedroom, right? She mm. relied on me to keep her stable and check in on her and help with the kids and cook dinner and make sure my brothers had my brothers and sisters had their homework done 
and whatnot. So I was essentially my mother's significant other at a lot of at a lot of a lot of times. And there were times where she would come home from work from working in the bar and wake me up and make me hang out with her. So my mother wasn't abusive in like the classic way. And I'm not saying my mother's a bad person, but like I have a lot of unresolved sort of like trauma from like having to find my mom on the floor when I was 14 and she tried to commit suicide and how like I feel guilty that I wasn't able to help my siblings more and whatnot. So like a lot of that stuff I never really thought of until this sort of night of emotional vomit happened where a lot of it came out and a lot of the stuff that I've been repressing sort of came to the surface. So one of my one of my plans for 2022 is to actually for the first time in my life address my mental health because I've talked about my 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 mental health from a streaming perspective like imposter syndrome and and how I don't feel like I'm I deserve to be successful and things like that. But I also didn't realize that I suffer from like a lot of guilt from like not being able to do more for my mom and uh with stuff with my kid that came out this year so i have to address like that and then i have to address like when i went to the er i talked to a crisis worker and i described to them what my last 10 years have been like and don't take this out of context anybody but the the way the person described how i've had to live was essentially on the same high alert level as like a soldier in combat and coming down from that without the proper tools to basically reset my brain to not have to be on that killer be killed kind of high alert uh, mentality that I've lived with for the last 10 years has been way more difficult than I thought because I never thought about it. Like I was like, Oh, okay. I don't, I don't have to like, I don't have to worry about it because that issue isn't here right now. But I didn't realize that I was still having triggers. Because it's not something I've ever dealt with personally. Like I've dealt with it with other people, but I've never, I've never had to deal with it in myself. I've never had the chance to really see it and whatnot. So one of my goals, um, one of my goals for 2022 or one of my plans is to really, because I have insurance now for the first time consistently is I want to get in to see somebody who can like help me address that. And, um, one of the things that people asked me about when I was in the ER is, well, do you want to see a psychiatrist? And I'm like, no, I don't feel I need medication. What I feel I need is talk therapy and what they call cognitive rehabilitation, which is essentially they basically train your brain how to rethink about stuff and yeah. how to like process stuff around what you're working on. So one that's a big thing for me is like I want to get my I want to get my personal headspace right. So that I can be a better boyfriend and a better stepdad and and, a, and just a better partner all around in all my endeavors. Because I didn't realize, especially out here, there were me and my daughter were really having a tough go. Uh, and one of the things I didn't realize is I was feeling guilty that I couldn't protect her from what happened to her, even though I had spent the last 10 years protecting her. So there was a lot of tension between me and her, and it, it led to a lot of like really bad uh, encounters with me and my daughter. So, um, 
so all that came out. So one of my huge, one of my really major, major plans this year is to really get into therapy and start addressing some of the stuff that I've never, I've never had the opportunity to address so that I can be a better person. Um, another one of my goals, yeah, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Thanks, Abba. That's, that's what I was looking for. Um, one of the other, one of the other plans I have is, um, I keep telling Bernadette, I'm going to get like Roxwell. I'm like, I'm going to get Roxwell. <laughs> and she just told me, no, that's not attractive. I don't want to live on a rock. And I was like, all right, well, what, what level of swollenness can I get to? And she's like, well, you can be Jason You get Statham. to whatever swole you want. It's your body. You look the way you want to yeah, look. Yeah, but if she, if she ain't going to play with me when I'm rock swole, what's the point of getting rock swole? You play with yourself because you look fucking amazing. <laughs> get your rocks off with your rock swole body. <laughs> so, so, we, we, <laughs> so we sat down and she goes, all right. I don't want you to be rock swole. I was like, all right, all right. but what what level of swoleness? She goes, you can be Zac Efron from Baywatch. You can be Jason Statham. Or hell, I'll even take Jason Momoa level of swole. And I'm like, bet, it's on, right? So I'm going to get mentally fit. I'm going to get physically fit. And then my third personal goal, and this one is, this one is like, I'm getting tattooed this year. I haven't well, I thought you were going to say get Jason Momoa money. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that too. Fine, it's awesome. Get the, get the body, get the lifestyle, <laughs> right? Get the um, movie deals. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna get tattooed because one of one of the things I really enjoy is I I love tattoos. I love being tattooed. I, lo- I love getting tattooed because tattoos are are such a personal thing for me. I I love tattoos, but there's a there's a thing where I I had said that. I'm not getting tattooed again until Bernadette can get tattooed because she loves tattoos too. So I have a plan. If I'm getting tattooed, a brother's got to hustle to get the money to get that bitch tattooed so that I can get tattooed. Because I want tattoos this year, damn it. So those are sort of my personal plans is like get mentally fit, get physically fit and get tattooed. Right. Um, professionally like i'm i'm struggling a little bit professionally cuz like i i i started out getting back to work where i'm like all right i'm going to get up at this time and and be live by this time and do this x y and z well the more i've tried to do that the more i've failed at it because i've i made this ambitious schedule not taking into account my my disabilities, right? That's yeah. one thing I didn't like. Fibromyalgia, for those of you that don't have it, is like this weird sort of collection of symptoms that aren't consistent at all. And yeah. a lot of a lot of what you suffer is based on the temperature or the air pressure or how much physical activity you had or or how much sleep you got or what you ate the day before. So a lot of a lot of my problem has been like, I'll. I'll set a schedule and not factor in. Hi, dog. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. I love you. Stop. Um, okay. Yes, this is happening. This is going to hang on a minute. Hold while I get groomed by my dog, apparently. Um, <laughs> um, one of the things is I set a schedule. I was like, all right, well, I got to be up and live by this time so that I can 
make it more able for like monster and Chris and Bill Bob and all these guys to like collab with me and check out my streams so that I can check out their streams. But I never factored in like, yo, you've got an actual like disability motherfucker. You actually like are not well in the morning sometimes. So I've been thinking, cause you mentioned schedule and I've been thinking about my schedule too. One, I'm going to be selfish a little bit. Like you mentioned last, before we went to break, like if my time is, is on the schedule, that's my time. There are plenty of other people here that can that can yeah. handle it. Like I gotta I have to be more hands off on some stuff. Can I help you? I'm in the middle of a podcast. Is that like do you do you wanna sit in Ah okay, stop. Do you Okay, if you wanna sit in my lap, come in my lap, but stop licking my face. Help hold please while I adjust the dog. Who's apparently being super fucking needy right now. Alright, sit your butt down. You pit bull motherfucker. What? what? Then don't come in my lap then. Alright, anyway. Back on target. Fucking dog, I swear. I love her to death, but Jesus. But one of, one of the things, like I said, is I want to be more... What are you doing? Anyway, I'm going to ignore that for now because it's... I'm going to be more selfish. So if my time is slated... I'm going to take my time. There are plenty of other yeah. people. The kids are old enough where I don't need to like do it for them. They just need to fucking do it. So I'm going to try and be more selfish within reason and make sure that I get my time to make sure that my, my work and my responsibilities not here are handled. Right. Yeah. Two. Uh, another professional standpoint is I want to get consistent. And in order to be consistent, I have to listen to my body more. I have to pay attention. Like, I have this really bad toxic masculine trait where I'm like, oh, I'm a man. I can push through. Fuck it. Let's go. Right? Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not true. It's not, it's not true. I have to listen to my body. So that being said, I have to make a realistic schedule. And I think, I think if I go about making my schedule where my morning streams are not, you know, 10 a.m. Because let's face it, I can barely get up to get the kids to school. And then when I get back, I'm dragging my ass. And then I got like 40 yeah. minutes to get online and live and get my shit running. Can't do that. My body takes longer to wake up. I'm usually in pain in the morning. So I, I've been talking with Bernadette and I've shifted my schedule. So instead of starting at 10 a.m., I'm going to start my morning streams at noon because right around 11 o'clock is when I really start to get online. My my body's yeah. finally loosened up enough. I'm finally warmed up enough. I've finally got my head kind of together enough where I can, like, start to function. Yeah. Because I don't sleep at night because the pain I'm in. Or, like, I'll be asleep and then I'll wake up because something will hurt and I won't be able to get back to sleep. So getting up and having this unrealistic expectation of being like, I'll be live by 10 o'clock. Such an unrealistic expectation because I wasn't listening to my disease because yeah. I've always been one of those people who's like, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm going to make it happen either way. And this year has really shown me that I can't because like I haven't had access to my right hand in like three weeks because I lifted something and something popped. And with fibromyalgia, you don't recover as fast. 
So it's taking me like three weeks to get my wrist back to not hurting when I make a fist. So yeah. I've been doing everything one-handed, and the last three weeks where I've thought about it, I was like, well, if I'm not using my right hand for three weeks because it's hurt, why the fuck am I trying to fight and work through the pain to, to be online at an unrealistic time where I've where I haven't been able to like I I haven't even been awake like I'll lay down and I'll sleep through my alarm and I've missed collabs with you guys I've missed streams with other people because of it and I've apologized profusely but it's because I had an unrealistic expectation for myself because I ignored the fact that I actually have a medical issue yeah. because I have such a toxic bullshit masculinity that I never really realized that I had until this year. It's like, so I'm going to start later and go later on my streams. I'm going to, I'm going to be more selfish and on my time. So if my time is scheduled, that's my time. Y'all, y'all figure it out because for so long, I feel guilty about not, not having my hands in it. And like you said, the whole thing with what you and Heba did, I again I I I'm so appreciative that you understood what I meant and you didn't take it as I didn't think it was good. Because yeah. I, I had this mentality of like if I don't have my hands in it, then I didn't do my job. I didn't carry my weight, you know. And yeah. I think the last couple of weeks where we've been off break, I've been able to think about my stuff from a professional standpoint of I, I don't need to be involved in everything. I, I, I need to listen to my body more and I need to focus on what about my job, AKA streaming, why I started it because I haven't been having a lot of fun lately in the few streams that I've been able to. Yes. Hi, I know you're there. I love you. Moving on. Um, because I just, I was, I was trying to muscle through it all. And then with yeah. all the trauma coming up and the emotional shit of the holidays and, you know, all, like it just all kind of compiled into this big mess of like, well, you're trying too hard and you're not having fun and it's, it's having diminishing returns. So I'm definitely going to be more selfish this year. I'm definitely going to focus on listening to my body so that I can make realistic choices. Yeah. And then the third goal the third plan for 2022 on a professional level is I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try and get better and let, let the growth sort of happen. Because one of the things is like, when I started streaming, I had a five-year plan. I was like, all right, I want to be, I'm going to dedicate five years to this and really give it my all. And at the end of the five years, if, if it's not self-sufficient, then I need to find something else because I can't be, I can't be selfish and keep putting money into something that is not, is not having a return. Right. Yeah. And I, I like the idea that I had a plan and I had an idea of how I wanted it to be, but one of the downfalls of sort of looking at it like that way is I was, I was looking at the progress and the growth and not necessarily the numbers because I learned early on that if you look at the numbers when you're starting out, you're going to drive yourself nuts. So I wasn't necessarily watching the numbers. I was looking at the growth. And dog, you're seriously. Stop. There, stop messing around. Anyway, sorry. I apologize. She's just in a mood today. 
Um, I I saw other streamers who had like just started out, got like a thousand followers or fifteen hundred followers. I'm still stuck at like three hundred. Like that kind of pissed me off a little bit because I'm like, why are they? Gr and these are people who didn't like stream every day. They like they or they weren't, but they did shit I didn't do and. I now understand that what I do is so not sort of Twitch. So my growth is always going to be slower because a lot of my growth is going to be based off word of mouth. You're not going to find me on the, on the fucking main page because I'm usually playing some obscure ass indie or I'm doing a, a role playing show or we're doing the podcast. Like growth to me now isn't going to be measured in numbers as in more of, well, are the people in my streams coming back and having fun? Because yeah. I, I had these metrics of like, well, if I don't hit this number, I don't hit this number. It's not, it's not going to be worth it for my family to keep spending money on a hobby that isn't going somewhere. And I think that's yeah. the wrong mentality Right, and I think that's the wrong mentality for me. I think I just need to, I just need to focus on growth as a, an overall growth of like, say, my community, the people that are here, or the people that I work with, or, or my interactions that I have with the people that come by. Um, I think those need to be sort of my my milestones. Yeah, and it's taking me it's taking me a long time to accept that and understand that. Yeah, I think that's like one thing that you that I would say definitely like I would add to your 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 thing is getting fucking better at social media, uh, and I know right. it's like so bad at it. I don't necessarily mean like posting every day and and having that kind of oh I just ate a chocolate cake and it was right. lovely and uh, I'm not mean like I, I mean like. Especially with like your your uh, fibromyalgia and stuff like that. It's like for me personally, the part of your streams that would irritate me is it wasn't that you wouldn't stream like because everybody has their days where it's just they're having a bad day, the kind of thing. The problem that I always had was on a Monday and a Tuesday, six p.m. You were supposed to go live. Mm. I would drop everything, be at my computer. 6 p.m. and wonder where the fuck is docs. There wouldn't be a tweet, there wouldn't be a Discord yep. message, there would be nothing. And I would sit there going, Well, I've wasted 40 yep. minutes of my time that I could have been using. And I think what the problem is, is see at that 6 p.m., I then decide to go and find something else today. That means see the following week when you day go live at 6 p.m., I've got something else. Right. And if someone close to you can have that sort of uh, situation. Imagine trying to grow your channel with randoms that would right. normally come in and then find their next best streamer and go, well, they stream at 6pm, so that's what I'm going to watch because they're turning up. Right. So I think even getting into the swing of social media, you turn around and go, by the way, I'm having a really shitty day because of this. Instead of 10 a.m., I'm going to stream at 12 p.m. because yep. I just need that extra time. Majority of people and your viewers and people that want to be in your chat will go, awesome, 
I'll find something else today for two hours, and then I'll be in your chat at 12. Like, I do think you have to be a wee bit more self. I mean, we've spoke at length in fucking private about being selfish with right. your time, your business, because at the end of the day, this is a business. Right. It's no, like, for a lot of people, it might just be a hobby. It's a paid hobby. For you, it's a business now. Yeah. And, like, I never got my side of business done by just willy-nilly doing it when I want. There was times where, like, like you said, so you said that you gave yourself five years, and if it wasn't working out, then that'd be it. The first eight years of me doing the delivery shit, nothing accomplished it. It wasn't until after eight years where my actual thing started working, I started making money. So it's like, it's like, it, it, for me, because I don't have dependents, I don't have children, I don't have, like, I have family, but I don't have, mm. like, a wife or a, a husband right. or anything like that. I can understand how my mentality towards it of you have plan A. See if you have plan B, you're not a hundred percent on plan A. See if you've got backups in case that doesn't work, you're not putting everything into that plan A. Because the only way you can put everything into that plan A is if the only other option you've got is fucking failure. Nothing. Right. Nada. That's my mentality on it. I can understand why it's different when you have like kids or a family or 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 a house and all that kind of stuff that kind of depends on you bringing in money. So like I can never ever compare myself and try and work out and see your point of view on that because I don't have that. But like Dread said, you cannot control the people on the front page of Twitch are the 0.02% right. of Twitch streamers that it's the same way because it's the same argument. Everybody says, oh, you have to go on YouTube then because they're algorithms. But no, unless you have 50,000 fucking subscribers, you are not getting seen on YouTube either. You're right. not getting seen on Twitter. You're not getting seen on TikTok. You're not getting seen on Instagram. It does not matter what platform you're on. Every single one of them accommodate the big popular people on it and trying to get out of that mentality of oh well i'm not really that big on twitch i can think that the the problem that there is is people in my mind people don't optimize streaming as a business enough right as in see twitch twitch will twitch should technically be your lowest income right it should be your lowest monthly income revenue because 100%. Streaming is so, like, relying on viewers, relying on subscribers, relying on followers, relying on you being able to get up in the morning and thing. It, is, it should be your bare minimum level of revenue. Your main source, you put up a video on YouTube, see as long as that video is on YouTube and you've got a thousand subs, because you have to have a thousand subs before you can monetize on YouTube. So this whole concept of don't stream on Twitch, stream on YouTube because you can make more money. You have to have a thousand subs before right. you can monetize your content on YouTube. So that's a wee misconception that a lot of people forget to tell smaller streamers. But 100%. if you put a video on YouTube and then it gets monetized, as long as that video is on YouTube, you're making money from that. Yep. The only time you make money on Twitch is when you're live. Yep. 100%. And if you're only streaming four hours a day, five days a week, that's a lot of the rest of the week and days that you're not making money. So mm -hmm. that's where you have to start thinking optimizing your content. Like, 
get 30 minute clips that you can whittle down a 10 minutes and put it on youtube of those 10 minutes can you get a thing every stream like like these things us having these conversations can i get a minute long clip a us explaining something put it on tiktok put it on instagram because that's what's best for them is the small clips if you can spread your content as far and fucking wide as you can you open up a lot more chance of revenue because Mm -hmm. it is people that are big on twitch might not have a big tiktok or youtube channel people that are big on youtube like you, you think of like wildcat wildcat on youtube gets fucking six million views in his videos after fucking a month, right? See when he streams on Twitch, he is not getting six million views a month on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So he's bigger on YouTube than he is on Twitch. It would be very, very silly for him to put everything into Twitch when other things make him more money. And it's like Harris Heller, he made that he actually made a video on it that you should watch if if you get a chance I'll post it somewhere. I watch I watch Harris's um, videos all the time. But he made a video on it about how he, his income for like um, the month, one point five percent of it was live streaming. Mm-hmm. Mostly his money was coming through like stream beats and stuff like that. But it was like a bigger or a, another big chunk was like his brand deals and his sponsorships and his commissions yep. and stuff like that. Said so it goes into thing of if you're streaming on in Twitch, what other skills do you have? Like, see if you have other skills. Get yourself on Skillshare. Sell your fucking skill and teach people how to do it. Make money that way. Do you have a 3D printer? Open up an Etsy shop. Get three or four fucking things that you can just hit print on and fucking sell their things. Optimize as much as you can. Spread your fucking thing as far and wide as you can. Get into every fucking cookie jar. Because it's the best way of getting your name out, getting paid, getting money, getting everything. Because if your focus is solely on Twitch or YouTube streaming, it's it's just no gonna give you what you want out of it. Because like you think the last couple of streams, I've been in your last couple of streams, and there's been a couple of times where I've actually I've I've not really said it, and because at the times that you were streaming, I was in my fucking bed ready to sleep. But the last couple of streams, it's felt as if You've been trying not to rant and rave, but you've been ranting and raving yeah, <laughs> about yeah. kind of like your growth and and where you, you are, but it's nowhere you wanted to be and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then on other instances, you're like, well, I can kind of see like the last month it's been difficult for you because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that's come out and I'm super fucking proud of you that you're taking what's happened and you're trying to bet yourself your thing in for therapy and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 a really great thing that your goals for this year is to better yourself mentally and physically. But looking at some of the things like that where you're like you're thinking about your viewership or your numbers and stuff like that, and it's like, well, in twenty nine days you've streamed seven times. Yep. Which really isn't a full time job. One of your streams you had to end after an hour because something out with your job. It was your car, but yeah, it was like that. I had to deal with, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's not the only time that you've had to stop a stream or you've had to go away and time and de- deal with stuff that at that moment you dealing with it in that moment wouldn't have changed if you dealt with it after stream, right. 
So I think that was where when we talked about having like the that you being selfish in your time, like if if the car broke down and you were at your security job, would you have left your security job after an hour to drive home to deal with that? No, you would have said, Well, I'll deal with it when I get home for work. Mm. If this is supposed to be your full time job, it needs to be treated as if you were just away fucking working in fucking shithole security jobs because we all know security drive people are stupid. Right. It's all about the delivery drivers. They're the best people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, yeah, I agree. It's like, it's like and like to see what you were like before Christmas and you to where you're now. You can definitely see a much more positive change in your kind of outlook where you're kind of, you're starting to figure their bits out. You're starting to see where you think. Because, like, one thing that always kind of hurt, I wouldn't say hurt, but it always got to me is when you were working with the security, you would day 40, 45 hours a week working that security job. And then you would come back and through the week you would work another 40 hours a week. Then you're streaming your production stuff, your background stuff and all that kind of stuff. You took away the security job. But you also took away a lot of your 40 hour a week streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it felt as if you just you weren't even doing that. Even though you had the extra time that you mm-hmm. didn't have to... Like, you had that extra 40 hours a week that you were no longer working. But... Obviously, like, like like mental health and all that kind of plays a big fucking impact. If you don't have the motivation or passion to go and do something, it is going to thing. And the last six months has like anybody that's been on the outside looking in, the last six months that the shit that you've had to deal with, I, it's totally understandable why so many of these snowballs have got bigger and bigger and bigger as they've went down the hill. And right. I think it's one of the ones. Personally, one thing that I would like to get out of this year is to see you be a wee bit more open, not necessarily open in your struggles, but see even privately, kind of like, like, like it dreaded said, kind of really behind on like the ready play go stuff and all that. If there's things like, like we said, you try to keep your hand on fucking everything, everything that was going on, you wanted to be a party. Which is, is it's awesome that you want to be a part of so many things, but in so many things, there was some parts of the production that you don't have to be there for, right. that you wanted to be, that's kind of slowed everything down. So I would love to see you, Damien, see the kind of like the production stuff, getting the, the, the TTRPGs written and all that, kind of see the stuff that you're so fucking amazing at, and see the little bits that you, that there's so many other people that can do leave it to the other people because the things that you are so amazing at are only going to be amazing when you're left to actually think it. They like say stories, um making up your characters, making up everything today with like the, the, the TTRPGs and stuff. It's like so much of that that you can do that makes it different. So it's like that's the, the aspects of stuff that I would love to see you being more involved in is is that sort of stuff because you say it yourself the production side you are a fucking whiz i mean you see the fucking backdrop and all that kind of stuff with the the, the podcast the production value that you can bring in is is it's a lot higher than a lot of other people that they streaming 
So it would be nice to actually see you do a, a, a lot more on the streaming aspect as well, because you're playing the kind of niche games, the kind of passion and drive you bring to playing the games makes people want to play the smaller, lesser known games. Like there's a bunch of games that I've bought because you played them that I would never have fucking even looked at. So it's like seeing you do Mary that kind of stuff and then um, being able to do like your, your storylines and all that kind of stuff. Because like you look at like the Star Wars, we only managed to do one, two episodes, but the three. detail, yeah, the, the detail that you'd put into those storylines in that little time, even when you were working the security job, imagine how much more explosive they can be that you've got that extra 40 hours a week to be able to put in. That's that's the, the, the bit that's the bit that's kind of hurt me is knowing knowing just how good you are and you and other parameters kind of cutting off that to you. And it's like it's like it's a, a total rip off to everybody else that watches you because everybody knows just what fucking level you can bring in, and it's like we want right twenty twenty two we want to fucking see that level that we know you can do. I want the badass I fucking RPGs, like I that's that's what we want. And obviously, um, the the likes of like. Uh, Getting your 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 mental health and all that kind of stuff in order. No, it's not going to be a next week. You're going to be fucking flying out with all this shit. It's going to be right. a work in progress. And the main thing is, you know, that everybody around you understands and totally like wants to do that for you. So it's like all I ask is that you let those around you try and help it where you need it. Like yeah. I know it's I know it's hard for you, like you said that your whole masculinity thing and all that kind of stuff. It's your Sucks. problems to deal with. I'd I'd love to be able to see that wall broken down where you're willing to kind of thing me other people and bring them in and kind of go right. I'm struggling with this, but what can you do to help me kind of take that pressure off? Because everybody around you would at a fucking hat drop and go, I I'm on your fucking back. Let's go. Let's. Yeah, I mean, look that's... at Tim. Tim fucking drops everything as soon as you start talking about a schedule. He's like, right, let's get that fucking schedule made then. So like, there's so people there. <laughs> I feel so bad for Tim because, he, he, yeah, you're right. It, it, it is a very bad... It, it, it is one of those really bad toxic masculinity traits that I have. Is like, and it, and it comes from the way I was raised. Is like, you don't... I, I explain it to a lot of people like this. I don't exist in my own sort of understanding. The only way I feel I exist is if I'm helping other people. But yet, I don't need people to help me because I feel guilty that they have to help me. And that's one of the things I need to stop fucking doing. And I know it. And then, and and it's, I, I, if I could, if I could give you an inside view of my head when I know what's going on, this literally like me inside my head going, no! And like my mouth and my body's acting, and inside my head, it's like you're doing it again. Stop fucking! Just fucking. It's one of those things, man. It, it, and you're right. It's it's a lot of things that I think. I think what it comes down to is I'm at a point now where a lot of what was under the surface 
kind of came up. And now that it's all kind of spewed out, it's all right there. And I can finally... It, so it sounds cliched, but it's like the breakthrough moment. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has that aha yeah. moment. I had that aha moment of, Jesus Christ, I'm a horrible human being to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so now yeah. I need to take steps to correct it so that everything that I'm working on can flourish instead of being held back. Because I feel like a lot of what I what I have is held back by my own insecurities and my, my lack of acknowledging the fact that I need this, that, or the other thing. And that's... Yeah. I think when that all came to the surface, I think it was a good thing, but it's been rough. Like having to question who you are is one of the hardest things to accept and do because you get so used to doing things a certain way and being a certain way that like when something, when that aha moment comes, you like, you're knocked on your ass. You don't know how to recover right away. And I think the last, the last couple of weeks has been me trying to like kind of like adjust to the realization that that's there and also not fall back on the old behaviors that buried that stuff. Like the last, the last two weeks or three weeks since that shit came out, I've had a couple days where I haven't wanted to be social with people. Like I haven't felt like I could be social where in the yeah. past, I would just suck it up and be like, oh, ha, ha, you know. Like, there was, like, two times where I'm like, I'm going to go sit in the trailer. Like, I'm just, I'm going to go not be around. And if yeah. something comes up where you need me, come and get me, obviously. But, like, if you don't need me to be here, I don't want to be here. I, yeah. I would never have done that six months ago. And yeah. the fact that I've done it, like, twice in three weeks, I was like... I I can't do it. I don't want to do it. It's yeah. Wrestling with that, not only like doing it and then being guilty about doing it, but then realizing that I'm doing what I need to do for me. It's it's been an interesting and 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 it's been an interesting and and kind of tough thing because you you want to do or at least I want to do what I feel I need to do, but then you're also weighed down by responsibility of like, Oh, well you need to, you know, I, I need to be available or I need to do this. And I think moving forward, that's going to be the struggle for me is the more I recognize and do work on making things better, the adjustments for not only myself, but those around me is going to be tough because we're, we're also used to, the role I play. We're also used to how I do things and switching that up is going to be uh, something that is going to take time. And the question is, do we, do we have the patience and the understanding to do it? And yeah. actually, actually Bernadette helped me out. Like we, there was an emotional moment out here and one of the kids got real emotional and I was trying to like help them. And they got angry at me and then I got frustrated and I started to speak to explain something. And there was a moment where I said, um, I said something and Bernadette stepped in and she goes, stop. Cause the kids started to go off on me. Cause something I said, and Bernadette goes, 
hold up. We all know that sometimes when things get elevated, I speak fast, like my, my mouth will speak faster than my brain and I'll drop words. But like I'll, words will just drop out when, or, or I'll use a replacement word. Like somebody who has a stutter, sometimes they'll replace a word and it's not the word they want to use. That's something that they've known about with me. Like when things get heated, I sometimes words get dropped. And for a long time, people were ignoring that. And B, for the first time in like years, stopped everybody and was like, that's not what he was saying. We have to remember yeah. that sometimes his mouth moves faster than his brain and he might have dropped a word. So give him a chance to slow down and properly articulate what he's trying to say. That hasn't happened in years. Yeah. And when she did that, I was able to stop, reformulate what I was saying, and it, it solved whatever the problem was, and things got got worked out much quicker. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where, like, it's going to be growing pains, but I think it's going to be growing pains in the right way. Yeah, I think that's like when you said it's going to be tough and you don't know if everybody's going to have the patience and that. I think that's one of the first things that you have to you have to look at and go, see if people around you love and respect you enough, they will fucking do it. The right. patience will find it. Because at the end of the day, yes, everybody's got used to the role that you play, but the role that you play is not healthy for you. Right. And... If people love and care about you enough, they will understand that the free passes that they were getting and the role that you were playing now is not going to fucking slide anymore. If right. people around you have to start picking up slack elsewhere, then they just have to fucking do it. It's the way. If it means that we're going to have a lot more situations with you where you're happy and passionate and motivated, then there's no other fucking outcome that people have to go with. If you are not willing, like, this is, for me, this is the point where I would be like, if you are not willing to fucking grow with me in this, leave now. Yeah. Because what's happening now is not working. It might be working for everybody else, but you cannot continue on this path. Because if you continue on this path, you're not going to make it to 50, you're not going to make it to 60, you're going to go down the same route as people that are in your life that you don't want to go down. You love them and you care about them, but you cannot go down that same route that other people have went down before because of you trying to fill a role that mm. does not need to be. And I think we having that kind of mentality around you it will, one, make it a lot easier for you to be able to get that growth. Because if everybody's pushing for you to make that growth, when you get to it, it'll be a lot easier for you to cross over. Whereas if everybody's kind of trying to keep you back, if you get to that level of growth, you'll, in your own head, kind of go, oh, this, I, I can't do this because if I do this. Like, you think the, the two or three times in the last three weeks that you've just went, yourself sat yourself you just needed to be away that's needed mm -hmm. if you're still trying to play that role that isn't working for you that's that that doesn't happen and you have a lot more explosive outbursts in that sense 
Whereas being able to just kind of be, this is not working, we need to change this. B, making, pointing out that one moment, that's a big fucking thing in your yeah, life. Well. And it's like, it was something so small, but it means a lot. And it's the exact same thing of, you know, having a day, everything around the house, other people picking it up. It's a small fucking piece of gratitude, but it makes a massive difference to your lifestyle. Because you're not having to worry about that as well as everything else. You're not having to worry about... Because, like, you made your schedule for Twitch, but you also have a schedule outside of Twitch. But you've also got both schedules running against your fibromyalgia. So it's like, like, at what point is your disability going to take fucking hold? And it's not going to be one or the other. It's going to be everything where your body goes, nope, fuck you. And... It's going to fuck a lot more than if you go, right, I'm going to have to adjust all my schedule because it, my, my body does not work at this time. There's no point even trying. It does not work. Flip that around because what you would normally do in the morning can be done later on. Instead of you taking the kids to school, you pick the kids up for school. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so it's like me and those little things. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's like something for the last 10 years that seemed like such a big fucking change, but it could easily have been done. Right. And so much pressure's been taken off you. You're not having to get up at 8 in the morning or 7 in the morning. You can sleep in because through the night, your body does not want to fucking compute with a normal schedule. Well, that, that's and, the thing. That's one of the things. I don't mean to interrupt, but you mentioned the kid thing. B and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And like, sometimes if I'm awake early, like, I'll wake up early. Like, if I hear the kids get up for school, I can wake up. So, yeah. like, if I'm awake and B isn't feeling well, I can take the kids, but then I'm going to have to come back and nap. Yeah. And I wasn't napping. I was just trying to jump right in. So, like, the last week before Christmas break, like, there was a day where B couldn't get up. So, I was able, I was awake already because I heard the kids. I took the kids and then she got them. And then the next day, I wasn't awake. She took them, but I went and got them. So we've kind of got that worked out in like the last couple of weeks. It's been, it's been adjusting. And that's the thing is like yeah. making the adjustment. The The only thing is, is like um, my daughter out here, Merck was like, she made a comment after Yule. She, we had this moment where we had to talk about it and she goes, you know, you've never really been, you've never really been a dad. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, you've always went to work, and then you've always had to come home and protect us. And I was like, okay. She goes, and I don't, I don't mean that you haven't been a good person. It's just you haven't been able to be dad, uh, except for like the few occasions where he was gone away, and there was no possibility of him coming back, because there was a a two year span where the the problem was safely in another area so we didn't have to focus on protection she goes it was it was that one time where he was gone where you actually got to be a dad where you actually got to like laugh and joke she goes for the most part you provided and protected she's like you've never had the opportunity to be dad and she said now that we're out here and we're safe we need to learn how you are as dad and not as yeah. watchdog, not as guardian. And that yeah. hit me, that hit me in a way because 
even when I was protecting them, I was cracking jokes and teaching them stuff. But like, I never had the luxury of being like dad. Like with my other kid, uh, Aaron, and my other kid, Jared, I always had time away to be dad. But with like my other kids, I always had to be protector first, guardian first, bodyguard first. And now that yeah. we're out here, I don't have to do that. So coming off of that mentality to be dad and not bodyguard is one of the things that we really need, like I need to focus on and the kids need to focus on this year is to recognize that I'm not bodyguard anymore, that we need to change the dynamics a little bit and yeah. we need to sort of, we, the, the kids and I need to establish a relationship as dad and not the guy that's keeping them alive. Yeah. I think that, like, I mean, you can also, you can, like, straight away kind of see that, like, the whole changing out the alternator, like, mm -hmm. that you you were dad at that moment, mm -hmm. where it was like, well, let's fucking get this shit done. Right. And I think that's where, like, a lot of people go wrong, is that they always consider this whole, like, to be a dad, there's, like, certain parameters and all that kind of stuff. So, like, no, to be a dad... Yeah, you protect, you take care, you you feed and you home and all that kind of stuff. That's cool and awesome. But what does it come with when, like, you feel as if, like, for a, a long, long time, when my mum first took her, my mum took her in, like, 98, 97, 98, when it really took hold and she had to stop working. Mm -hmm. So in order to kind of, uh, like, pay the bills and all that kind of stuff, my dad had to work a lot more. And I can always remember there was this prolonged period where my dad would be up at six in the morning, go out to his regular job and work until like five, six PM. And then at five, six PM he'd come in the house, grab a sandwich to eat, go to the bathroom, and then he would go out and do his own work, where it was like homers and stuff like that, until mm -hmm. eleven, twelve o'clock at night, come back, go to his bed, up at six in the morning, seven days a week. And it always felt as if we never really got to spend time with my dad. And mm -hmm. every now and again, on like a random Sunday a month, my dad wouldn't be working. And we would go out to like a garden centre or just a park or something like that. Right. And we would just wander around like things that were free because we just didn't have the money to be able mm -hmm. to go to like big amusement parks and all that kind of stuff. Like you used to go to like the, the arcade and we would all get a pound each and we would go and play see the wee 2p yeah. machines where that would be us all day. We'd come away with like fucking three pound worth of two pence pieces. But <laughs> right. it was just the fact that for that one day, we were getting to be the family. We were getting to see dad. My dad was having fun. We were having jokes. We were timing and all that. And it's like for such a long time, that's what it felt like as we were only getting to see my dad for one day a month. Because he was having to work and, and provide and all that kind of stuff for us. And it's like, it's only until now where it's like, we're looking back and going, like, he was trying to keep the house and it ended up that we had to find me like bankruptcy and all that kind of stuff because he was working for people that weren't paying him and it fucked everything right. up and all that. And it isn't until you're like, now, when you're looking back and you're sitting there going... I so much wished my man dad just went, fuck the house, fuck it, we're spending time, we're, we'll move to a smaller house, we'll find me that, the Waynes need both parents, and it's like, it isn't until you're in that situation where you can kind of see where, like, 
as far as my dad was concerned, this is where we lived. This was, like, we had friends here, we had school here and all that kind of stuff. The last thing he wanted to do was remove us from that situation. So he worked his fucking arse off to try and do it. And ultimately, he couldn't do it enough. Right. And, and other parameters that you can't control happened, and it ended up we had to move away. And it was that kind of way you're sitting there and you're like, but at what cost was that? For so long in my childhood, I felt as if my dad wasn't here. And it's like, unless you're in that situation, you wouldn't really know what it's like to be that person that has to provide and protect and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think for so long you've been in that role, you've moved out to where you are, you've no got the full-time job through the day than now, you've, you can focus on your streaming and that. And I think as much as the last six months it feels as if this move has been the worst fucking thing and decision that you've ever made. But at times consider the fact that you've not been run down with the security job. You've been able to see and sort the mental problems that you've had within yourself and within your family and stuff like that. You've been able to kind of make those growths of you're going to get therapy, you're going to think of this, that. you've been able to see the issues that you've had of being the protector and not the dad, where you can start going, right, well, we're going to make a point of we'll spend this day together, we'll, ha we'll have actual family time and not just use our family and I'm just on the outside making sure that you've got money, you've got food, you've got house. It's when you look at those parts of it where you can go, well, the move actually had its really big fucking benefits because these wouldn't have been addressed if you were still where you were because right. you would have still been working that 95 job. You'd have still been protector. You'd have still been provider. It's not until you've kind of came out and everything has went fucking south where you've went, we need change. This 100%. is not working. So 100%. I think as much as your your doubts on like a lot of moments there the last six months you felt why did we do this? This is where you can start seeing this is why you done this. It's right. the growth mentally and physically that you've needed is why you done this. It wasn't to get a big house. It wasn't to live by the ocean. It was where you were was not working. You need to move, and that can spur on the. The role you play is not working. You need to change. And 100%. it's going to be scary. It's going to have its downs. It's going to feel as if, what the fuck am I doing here? But ultimately, the benefits that's going to come is going to be absolutely fucking immense. Being able to be a lot more comfortable with yourself, being a lot more comfortable with your family. Like, it's it's a win-win in that sense, even though it's going to be fucking hard and shitty. <laughs> right? But like good things never come easy. That if they if no. they did, then they wouldn't be good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. And like we we talk about it often, and and you and I especially we talk about how like it's it's a struggle to recognize things in yourself and then act on yeah. them. And I think that's a problem for a lot of like guys in particular because. <sighs> A lot of the younger guys, like, and, like, I'm going to be 43 this summer. So I especially grew up in that era of, like, guys are guys. You do, you do man shit and you move the fuck on. Where, yeah. like, I've always preached to my boys that, like, no, it's, it's okay to 
what I have said to my boys is shit that I should have been doing for myself. Yeah. And never did because I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's what they need to, it's what they need to do. And then the whole time my brain is going, yeah, yeah, you do as I say, not as I do kind of shit. And I think now it's like, I need to kind of take my own advice in a lot of ways. And you're right. It's, it's interesting how like the move has been very trying and it's still trying in a lot of ways, but I I think the, the benefits of it are going to outweigh the, the short term struggles that we've had. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it is what it is across the board. Like I can't, I can't sit here and think that like, just because I say something is going to happen, and I've always put in the work. Like, I, like I, I've trained martial arts forever, and I've I l- taught myself how to audio engineer, and so it's not like I'm opposed to doing the work. It's just I actually have to like get in the routine of it of doing yeah. the work, and that's I think that's the hard part for a lot of people is like once you recognize oh, something, sure. it's establishing the routine to do it. Like you See, said, the funniest so, yeah. thing is, me and Haba, literally about an hour or so before we actually went live, had this exact same conversation as to how the ADHD mind works and that everybody says that if you do something for 30 days, it becomes routine. Right. Even if, see you on day 31, see if either skipped it, that's it, it was never getting done again. It's right. been skipped. Even after 30 days, I, like Haba said, she could do it for 100 days. If she skipped 101, it's fucking gone. Because it's the ADHD like, thing. Yeah, and that's why, for me, and I'm pretty sure Haba said it was the same, there's a difference between routine and schedule. Schedule mm-hmm. something you write down and you follow the schedule, even if you don't want to do it at that particular time. Whereas a routine is something that you just do. And with an ADHD brain, it, that's no how life fucking works because you will right. procrastinate to the fuck. Like, my main problem is I can, like, you can turn around and go, right, in three months' time, on this day, we're going to have to do this, so let's start preparing for it now. And I'll go, no problem. And for three months, I will do fuck all. But see, for the final 12 hours, I will cram three months' worth of research fucking everything and it'll come out as good as what it would have been if I'd done the three months normally. Right. Because it's just how my brain works is it will always be done on time, but it just means I mean you see it how how many times I'll turn around and go like, right, we're gonna be live at this point and then I'll sit for three hours before stream going, right, I can't do anything because I need to be ready at this time to think that. And then five minutes before I'm going to go live, I'll go, fuck, I better go to the bathroom and, and grab something to eat. And then I end up timing for something to eat and go, oh, fuck, I better put on that dishwasher the new quick because I'll forget if I don't. And then I'll go, oh, I better put that load of washing in because if I don't do that, it's going to be three weeks before I fucking remember that. Before I know it, it's half an hour after I was supposed to steam and I'm sitting down fucking, I'm scrubbing the toilet seat because yeah. I hadn't cleaned it that day. And that's where I need to kind of think of, I need to have the schedule about of and like, right, well, on this day at this time, I'm going to edit clips for TikTok. At this day at this time, I'm streaming. So for the the hour before it, I need to prep for the stream because if I don't prep for the stream, I'm going to come on at fucking nine o'clock, have nothing ready, and it's going to be 10 o'clock before I'm actually ready to go. 
So right. it's like that I, I can see routine and schedules are fucking difficult for everybody. But for the point of view that I've got where without a schedule I will do fucking nothing. Right. It's amazing just how important a schedule can be. But it's more important to have a schedule that works for you because what works for you doesn't work for me and what works for me doesn't work for you. So I think it's like accepting that little difference of, well, my schedule, the way I have my schedule is I have it worked out to the point where at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, I have to go and do a one-hour walk. That's the level that Mm. I have to have a schedule in order to do what I need to do. Well, somebody else might just be, right, I need to make sure that at nine o'clock on Tuesday, I'm streaming. Mm. But the rest of the day works perfectly fine. <laughs> That's all yeah. cool. They get it done. But is the the important thing is getting the routine that works for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome and it's really, really loving. And it's I, I, I love you for it that you wanted a day some streams so that I could be involved and Monster could be involved, Bilbo, but at what fucking cost? Mm. You're, you're two hours behind Zim. Mm. See if I can start streaming with Zim at midnight to suit him. I can start streaming at 2 a.m. to suit you. <laughs> like, it, it's it's the sake of two hours. If it means that you, instead of 6 p.m. we start, I have to start at 8 p.m. Right. It, it's, it's just how it goes. And because at the end of the day, the important part about it is that it works for you. It means that you can get the shit done. A lot of people within you will make the changes that need to be made. So yeah, I, and, and, and that, that's the same with people around you too. Is if, if the people are willing to to make the change, then don't be afraid to make the change. And I think for a long time that was that was a part of my problem too. Is like, well, I can't change it because I've already said that this is going to be, and then my body or my or my mental health would be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. And when it could have been that if, like, on the Monday with the Sea of Thieves, if you just messaged and said, look, the morning's I can a day, all three years would have said, no problem, we'll just do it four hours in time. Right. Like, that's all cool. Don't worry about it. We can do something else for four hours. But, because it's like, it's silly because when we were doing the Sea of Thieves thing, the timing and the day really isn't that important. The mm-hmm. fact of it is that we wanted to game with you. Yeah, we wanted, wanted to, to collaborate with you. With you. Yeah. So it's like, if it's a case of, like, the time can be changed if it means that we get to do something together. Right. Like, it does they have to be... Like, you look at, like, the Dread had said about the, the, the Phoenix, right? It got moved from the Wednesday to the Friday because it was easier for me that we could dare on the Friday, it was like 9pm my time, that we could start, which works a lot better for me than Mm. me having, because on the Wednesday, it was like 1am for my time when we could start. So that got changed. But like, like say like on the Friday, I know like it's 2pm for you, but it was already understood that a Friday and a Saturday was you and family time. Mm. You weren't doing anything stream-wise. Or mm. internet-wise. And that's fair because, again, we can't sit here and go, everybody around you has to respect your time when you're streaming and doing this, and then turn around and go, I bet you also have to take their time away because we want you to do this. Right. 
Right. So it's like I can understand the on that as much as we want you to be there. And if it's a case of kind of trying to come and go with days and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure we can make the kind of changes to make it yeah, work for I, you. I there's been a couple of times where like I've I've talked to Bernadette about it and she goes, As long as we don't have anything going on, it's fine. But yeah, we've had stuff going on. So I feel real bad because I want to I want to be involved with everybody and and like support everybody. But yeah, there's there there are points in time where I'm like, Ugh, and I feel guilty yeah. about it. So I think overall, I think 2022 is going to be a year of communication, if anything, for me. And that's yeah, that's not something I'm used to doing. Like I'm just I'm mm-hmm. just used to doing my thing and being like, damn the damn the torpedoes, right? And okay. I can't, I can't do that anymore because there's so much more on the line, and so many more. Like, and I was talking to B about this. I was like, I may not be the biggest channel on Twitch, but there's a lot of people that come by, and there's a lot of people that want to do stuff with me. Like, there's a my TikTok is relatively new, and I, and I'm already making some interesting connections through that. And one of the things is I've been contacted by like a voice actor and he was like, Hey, I saw your TikTok where you stitched my video. I really like what you did there. Is there any way we can get you in on a project? And I was like, Oh, he goes, it was really good. And I want to work with you. And I'm like, okay. He goes, so if I have an audition coming up, would you be willing to audition for a part in the project and my response was yeah sure i just i i need to know when the project is going to be going live and whatnot and he's like well yeah i'll 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 let you know about that information and And my first thought was like shit (laughs) did i overcommit and i don't even have the details yet like i was like why are you why are you already stressing and you don't have any information? So I think, <laughs> I think this year, like, like we said, is going to be, especially for me, is going to be a year of like communicating and, and getting better at communicating because for, for a long time, like I always feel bad. I'm like, well, I'm already late. So fuck it. I don't, you know, or, Oh, I didn't do this. So fuck it. Well, now I need to like, be like, yes, this, I didn't forget this just happened and whatnot. So I think that's going to yeah. be like, my my major focus yeah because like i've had this a couple of times recently with like uh like companies and workers that are thinking like um we were getting the gas and electric meters like mm-hmm. changed to a different meter and the guy ended up phoning and said look i've been called to an emergency i'm having to go down i'm not going to be able to make it back and make it to the appointment would it be okay if we can reschedule and you're like ah, no that's that's cool that's fine we can think of that and then you've got other ones like there was a christmas present that was supposed to be delivered they had it there at the the depot from like the 16th of fucking december and then mm-hmm. they tell us that it would be delivered by this time and then they just didn't show up they never think you couldn't contact and it got to the point where i was on twitter proper fucking bashing them going here fucking end your company the best thing 2022 can have is you not being a fucking company because you are that pathetic and it was all down to the fact that as a delivery driver oh it was it was like to them 
oh, it wouldn't yeah. come up okay. in the feed. Okay. Um, but it was that kind of way. You're sitting there and you're like, as a delivery company, this year alone, there is no excuse for a delivery company to fail so many deliveries. Amazon have fucking billions of parcels gone out and they were able to get the like 99.9% of the parcels delivered in the UK. DPD were able to do it. Fucking Yoda will be able to do it. XP were able to do it. There is no reason Hermes was unable to deliver and have so much of a fuck up as a delivery company. So this excuse of it's a busy time does not roll. Because if everybody else can do it, why the fuck can you? The only reason why you couldn't do it is because you're a pathetic ass company that does not care and cannot do the job. So just stop trying. Just fuck off. Leave. Don't bother us with your fucking ass fucking antics. And it's like, if that company had contacted and said, by the way, we're having problems. We can't get our items out quick enough. We're telling you now, go and arrange something else. But it was the fact that we were phoning up two days before Christmas going, what the fuck's happening? Oh, we'll get it out to you for Christmas Eve. Just like, just trust us. And then it's still no here. We're January 9th and it's still no being delivered. Jesus. And you're like, and you're like, it was all right that we were in a position or my mum was in a position that she could go out and buy another present, a similar right. present to Guy and my nephew. But she was in that position. There's a lot of parents or single parents in that that had spent their entire money on that mm-hmm. present that now have nothing to be able to provide for their child on Christmas. And right. this company effectively ruined Christmas. We were at least in a lucky scenario that my mum had the money to be able to do something else. But right, that 100%. shouldn't be a factor. It should not be okay because we were able to sort that. Like, there's so many people that couldn't. And the fact that these companies still run, fucking mind-boggling to me that they are still able, and it's the fact that other companies use them as a delivery provider, and it's like, I've actively, I've went to buy something with a company, and I've put through all my details, and I've I've paid it, and all that kind of stuff, and then I'll get an email saying, your parcel will be with Hermes at such and such a time, and I've went immediately onto the company and went, cancel that order. I will yeah, not right. buy this if you use this delivery company. I'll go elsewhere and I'll find it somewhere else. If I have to pay more, I'll pay more because at least I know I'm going to fucking get that item. I will not no longer use you as a company because I do not use Hermes as a, a delivery provider. Mm-hmm. And the, people will turn around, oh, you're being stubborn, you're kind of losing yourself. No. No. I am not willing to go under that pressure of having something delivered by a certain time that I know I'm not going to fucking get. There's no point. I'd rather go somewhere else and get it and right. pay the extra couple of pounds. And it's like there's so many big companies here that use them that I no longer shop with for that reason. <laughs> and it's like, I, I honestly don't care. I don't see an issue. I do not care. I mm-hmm. am not using them as a fucking company. Fuck off. Right. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like, there's so much shit. Like, communication is one of those things where it's like, it's the easiest thing to do, and it's also the hardest, the hardest thing to do. Yeah, because you have all these, you have all these hangups. You're like, oh well, if I if I communicate, they're gonna hate me. Well, or or I don't know how to articulate it, or or it's gonna sound like bullshit, or or any number of fucking shit. 
where like nine, 99% of the time you're like, oh, this is what happened. People will be like, okay. Like, yeah. it's, See, it's, it's so fa- weird. It's so it's weird. So and but, it's like, like on the other side, like, your thing means, oh, I don't want to, I don't know how to really find me. I just, I just say, fuck it. No. Me on the other thing, I'm pretty, de- I, I, I consider myself pretty decent at, if I'm going live, I tweet out to say that I'm going live. If I'm not going to make it, I tweet out to say I'm not going to make it and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, there's other aspects where I'm sitting there going, I'll make my dinner and it'll be all lovely and pretty and cool and I'll take a picture and like I've got so many pictures of food that I've made uh, the last <laughs> thing me that I always sit there and go I'm going to put it on my Instagram I'll put it on my Twitter and, and then I'll get to it and I go people don't care people That's don't care what my fucking dinner look like and all that and it's like I'll then have other people that I'll go oh I can remember when you used to post up your, your food pictures and it always looked really nice and that kind of stuff and I was like aye but they you really care, <laughs> right? And that's where my problem is. Is it's like, like I could totally tweet and post a lot more that I really should because social yeah, media me is such a big part of this aspect. Mm-hmm. But it's like every time I get to it, it's like, do they give a fuck? That, that is I've my made whole this, issue. This dinner, or I've made this bowl of fucking porridge with fruit and shit. It's like they don't care. They've got their own shit to deal with. And that's that's my whole issue right there in a nutshell <laughs> with social media like i i used to there's there's a bunch of like content creators and one of them was like well if the only thing i see from you is you're going live tweet or you're retweeting other stuff i don't yeah i don't want to deal with you so i was like okay that i understand that so i need to like be like kind of let people in more like tweet more of my ideas but every time i go to do a tweet my own self-hating brain goes, nobody fucking wants to read that shit. Yeah. But then I'll tweet <laughs> like I'm going live or I'll, re- I'll retweet Habba's live or I'll retweet the Zim's live or whatever. And then I look at my timeline and I'm like, how the, like, nobody knows who the fuck I am because I don't say shit. Yeah. Like, like, like oh. my thing is, I know I have to start getting things because the one thing that I've, and, I can't really find me a lot on it because a big chunk of mine was when I was doing the, the women's football and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But I'm like, at the moment, I'm 29 followers away from 500 followers on Twitter, Fuck which is you. a big fucking thing. Like, like to, to our level of streaming, that's Aye. a big fucking number. Yeah. And it's like, I only got there's, like there's like almost 500 people following me. Mm-hmm. And all I tweet out is like, like you said, I'll tweet out that I'm going live now and again. I'll tweet out a wee, "Hey, everybody, get fucking motivated! You're all amazing! Fucking own that shit!" And then the rest of it is either retweets or that I'm going live. And it's like that's where you start turning, running, going fuck. I think I consider myself pretty decent at social media, but mm-hmm. I fucking suck at social media because right. as soon as I say, do you know what? I'm going to post up this kind of thing. And it's like, but nah, nobody will give a fuck about that. But it, it's those are the things that people actually want to see. They don't yeah. give a fuck if you've tweeted out 74 days in a row that you've went live. Right. They want to. They want to see the things that you, like, and it is one of the ones, it's quite funny because some of the thoughts, especially see Sunday with ADHD, 
see some of the thoughts that come into my head, it would be fucking comedy gold on like right. bruh, like Haba put on like the, the Haba's tweet uh yesterday when she'd find me that is she'd went into our chat with me and Zim and said that she really wanted chicken wings and me and Zim proceeded for two hours talking about how fucking amazing chicken wings were chicken wings and I amazing. ended up right at half past one in the morning I ended up having to go and get fucking chicken wings because <laughs> I wanted chicken wings and it's like like it's those wee things where, like, I'll be sitting. Like, what was the last thought I had? Because I used to this. I used to write down on my phone some of the thoughts that I used to have. Mm. Like one of the thoughts that I had, and to this day, it's one of my greatest things. Right? Is see a cat. If you threw a cat off a distance, no, a meter distance, see, like a six right. foot distance, it would land on its feet. If you take buttered toast and drop butter toast, mm. it lands butter side down. Right. If I was to attach a bit of butter toast onto the back of a cat and drop it, would it just stay in a gravitational force where it's never going to land because it wants to land on the opposite end? Right. Like, that is fucking... <laughs> like, that was a genuine fucking thought process when I'm sitting there going, would that work? Would it just... Like, and then if you were to, like, attach a fucking wheel or something like that, could you provide unlimited energy right. and electricity of this cat butter toast fucking contraption that's just constantly spinning because it wants to land on the opposite side? Yep. That's that would up. be fucking... That's Twitter. That is Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting there going, they couldn't fucking cares if I put toast on a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Yet people post more fucking inane shit than that and it blows up. It's like, what the hell? It's it's actually funny because when we, when we talk about it, it's like... I started doing TikToks just for shits and giggles because my kids were on it and they're like, oh, well, dad doesn't understand it, blah, 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 blah. Well, now both both of my kids that were on TikTok don't do TikTok a lot anymore because I, my shit gets more than theirs. And mm-hmm. I was like, ha, got you. I understand how this works. And they're like, fuck off, old man. I'm like, what? I'm not trying to muscle you out. You just said that I don't know TikTok and I wouldn't get shit for views. Excuse you. I averaged about 100, 200 views a video. Like, what the fuck? So, it's the I thing. I have is that like, similar thing of, I've got my YouTube, and I think I've got something like fucking, it's either 9 or 13 subscribers. It's really not that big. And my nephew, who's fucking 8, has 33 what? subscribers. And it means nothing, but there's a deep thing inside <laughs> of me that goes... Fuck you. He doesn't get it. He posts up, he's posted up like three videos telling everybody that he's going to be coming back to YouTube because he has this, he watches YouTube and he's the eight-year-old mind of, I want to be a YouTube star when right, I'm older exactly. kind of thing. So he has this kind of, where he posts up like dances that he does on TikTok and videos right. saying that he's coming back to YouTube soon and all that. And I'm sitting there going, he's got mere fucking subs as an eight-year-old. <laughs> I'm putting in fucking six hours worth of editing <laughs> to edit doing fucking streams that I find are fucking amazing and I'm sitting there with fucking oh, 11 views, fuck you YouTube, you piece of shit <laughs> and yeah. TikTok's another one I'll literally, see if I go through my TikTok feed, 
one video will have like 600 views, then the next video has two views, then the next video has 1,200 views, then the next video has a view. And it's like, how the fuck does TikTok work? <laughs> I know, it's so weird. It's so weird. But, I mean, it, 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 like, it's, it's one of those things, like, in, in, in the space that we're in, and for you, like you said, it's, it's like, it's, for me, it's sort of my job. For you, it's, it's a hobby because you still have other stuff going on. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure it out on the fly as much as anybody else. Like, I don't know what the what the chemical X is, and once I figure that out, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be golden. It's but for me, like like I said, it's definitely gonna be 2022 is definitely gonna be a year of communication for me in all yeah. aspects because I've never really had to do it. Like I, I'm just like shut up and do it like I'll, I'll tell you what you need to know and then i'm gonna go do it now i need to be like more open and i'm not like when you guys see me on stream i'm not like i'm myself but i tell everybody who like streamers are always like a kicked up version of themselves because you always yeah. you, you like you have to be but like normally like when i'm by myself i sit in the dark and i listen to the radio like i don't sit there and run my mouth for four hours at a time i just i'll sit there with my dog if my girlfriend's not around or like if we're sitting around the table i'll talk to the kids but it's not like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. It, it, I'm, I'm a little more like reserved my voice is a lot deeper it's a lot quieter but like on stream i have to project a little more put energy behind it yeah but you know but that's not communication like for me i have to learn to communicate like i 42 years in and I don't know how to communicate properly. Like I have to fucking learn how to do this. And yeah. it's it's Twitter, it's it's all that shit. Because ultimately I want this to be bigger than it is, right? And yeah. in order to do that, production I got, equipment I got, content I got. I just don't fucking touch anybody about it ever. <laughs> Yeah, I can, I, that I can see where that could be a fucking issue. Like, like everything's awesome, but nobody knows you're here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's the so ones that stupid. you're here, you don't tell that you're not here. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I think 2022 is definitely a year where I feel as if I'm... I'm happy and willing to fucking take by the buzz and go, 2022 is the year of growth. Every right. aspect that I know I'm f not necessarily failing on, but I'm not at the best that right. it can be. This is the year where I'm, I need to, it's like, it's, it's not even a want anymore, it's a need of growing and getting my shit together because I've focused and prioritised the wrong things for too long. Like, to the point where Christmas there was the first Christmas in 10 years that I didn't work. Right. Which is stupid. Like, that shouldn't be a fucking thing. But every Christmas that I've spent for the last 10 years, I've worked Christmas Eve up until 11pm, came home, tried to do fucking online shopping shit for before midnight, and then had Christmas, but Christmas has been fucked because I've been working all the way up to it. And all I wanted to do was just sit. This was one of the first Christmases where I had 
like the dinner normally I was having to start dinner at six in the morning on Christmas. I had shit done for Christmas Eve. Or nice. today was stick the, the, the turkey in and then stick some things in the oven. There was no having to actually sit. Like I tweeted out that one of the th- the aspects of it is I make like a pistachio and date stuffing. Mm-hmm. And I don't like getting the already pre peeled pistachios. I like to get mm-hmm. the actual pistachios and peel them all myself. Right. That takes literal fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. It so it's like then that on Christmas Day, we, it, we, that took up such a big portion. I done that two days before Christmas. They were all ready to go. I made the stuffing up on Christmas Eve. All it had today was get bung in the oven, and it was like Christmas this year was so calm and just fucking mellow and perfect that I got up, turkey went in, turkey came out after three years, other things started going in when it was needed. Me and my parents just had dinner when we wanted to. Mm. Everything was just a perfect Christmas, and it has made me kind of go, I don't want to work ever on Christmas Eve again. Yeah. I want to use Christmas Eve to get shit ready for Christmas, because Christmas fucking rocked this year. Just because of that. No, it it makes sense. Like, you actually made time. Yeah. Which has always been an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. making time for other things other than work has always been an issue for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel as if at the end of this year, I was able to actually, like, work on that. And I want to take 2022 to go, no, let's continue that fucking work and make sure I'm taking time for the right things. I'm going to make time to get to the gym, going to make time to see family and friends here, no necessarily just online. Because there is, there's a lot of things, I don't even go to the shops, I buy things online. Yeah. And it's like, that's like, I should be able to go to the fucking shops at least once a week. Come on to fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid and so yeah like 2022 is definitely a year of growth I'm, I mean I'm, I don't think it's quite your growth <laughs> but like it's it's definitely but I think if everybody's wanting to push for a dissimilar, the same direction no necessarily for the same goals I think it definitely makes everything else easier for other people as well like, if I'm constantly wanting to grow and better myself and all that kind of stuff, that positive vibe can radiate throughout where, like, it's the same as everything. Your success is my success. If yep. I see you growing, I get excited and go, do you know what? I want to also follow and see that success in myself as well. So Me you too. start pushing yourself that wee bit harder. And I think for so long, people have been like scared of other people's success and hateful and judgmental and jealousy of other people's success. And it's like, it shouldn't be like that. Like, like you are part of, of their success. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big fucking thing. They maybe don't appreciate it, certain people, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you yourself should know that you are a big fucking part of their success, 100%. even if they don't care to admit it. Like, you are fucking there, grind. Like, when I'm, like, at the moment, I have fucking, like, three Twitch streams going mm-hmm. that I'm not even paying attention to, but it's, like, it's a number. Right. Maybe, I I, I, I maybe not be talking in the chat, I maybe not be finding that, but it's a number. It's a subscriber every month. It's, it's $5 that they're getting, and it's, like, this last year, I felt as if a lot of people kind of view it as, oh, followers mean nothing. 
and if you're no chat chatting in chat, it means nothing. As uh, well, guess what? That's what you're getting. Yeah. See exactly. if you don't want it, I will take it elsewhere. Because see if you've got twenty people lurking in your chat. That's twenty views that you can turn around to your company and go, "I'm getting twenty views every fucking stream," mm-hmm. even if they're no chatting. That's twenty yeah. fucking eyes that are on your fucking thing. So it's like. Yeah, it might not seem like a massive thing if people on the chat and are thinking all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, see if the 20 people stop doing that. Where, where are you at there? Exactly. Now you've not got 20 viewers along with anybody chatting or followers. So let's let's kind of simmer down on the ego and uh, I'm better than everybody. This is my entitlement. Let's think me. This is what this person can offer. I am thankful for that. Because without you, I would be one murdered. Be it a follower, be it be a viewer, be it be a chatter, be it be a sub, be it be even Twitch or Twitter or fucking Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Said at the end of the day, if you can take the time to just even hit that one button, that can make or break a big thing. Because if you consider some companies turn around and go, you have to have 500 followers on Twitch before we even recognize you. That's if you're stuck true. on 499, that one fucking person is going to make or break where you end up in that situation. 100%. So it's like that one fucking person can be the big part of you. So let's no fucking take away just what the one person can offer because it can be a big fucking thing you're streaming or your Twitch or Twitter or YouTube and all that. Like, mm-hmm. as I said, you need 50 followers to get affiliate on Twitch. And that's no including the seven day streaming and the uh, or no the seven or the twelve hour streaming and the mm-hmm. three average views. If you've got fifty followers, why do you not have fifty average views? Mm-hmm. Because no everybody's fucking there. Mm-hmm. So that three viewers that are turning up at Disney fuck because w- at what point does partner partner Disney have? You have to have X amount of people talking. No, it's you have to have X amount of the 75 viewer average. Mm-hmm. You have to have streamed this amount of time. That's what partner needs. Right. At no point does it say you have to have 75 people chatting in your chat every stream because I've seen partners that are, are streaming a fucking six, seven people. Yep. Because they had that one month where they were getting raids and shit. That's why Twitch have taken away that if... If you've got one month where it's really, really good, but the majority of your viewers has came from raids and shit, you do not get partnership because right. that is not sustained. That was a bunch of people with higher view counts gave you a fucking raid. Yep. You did not earn that. So it's like, I've seen partners that have got it before that came in and they're streaming. Like, I've got more viewers every week than them, but they're partner. Right. So it's like, like they they kind of things can make a break. So if you've got twenty people sitting in your fucking stream lurking, be grateful with that. Because it's a lot better than a lot of people fucking get. Like that's that's the thing. And it's like no, there will come a sense. point where where like you just need to that fucking message was perfectly timed by the way. That was fucking beautiful. <laughs> Like, say what you want, but that was a perfectly timed fucking message. I mean, they can Lots. fuck off, but well Lots. fucking done on the timing. Right. Um, but, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, 
like a lot of partners before they find me got partners and affiliates because they embedded their streams on different websites. Yep. And that's how they got their view counts and all that. New Twitch kind of caught on to it. You can't do that. So it's like, like there's a lot of things that people don't understand when it comes to Twitch that's happened before that they, they, they don't want to talk about because it was during a time when Twitch didn't have a fucking clue. I mean, they still don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, but right. back then, it was less of a clue. <laughs> but, um... It is. It's one of the ones. It just always annoys me when you have these like certain streamers that are fucking shitting on people because they're no gain everything to them. And it's like, but what are you gain to them? It's like a relationship. This whole thing. Oh, you have to be a queen. You have to be a king. Well, why should the guy put everything into the relationship when the woman isn't offering anything? Or why should the woman put everything into the relationship when the guy isn't offering yep. anything? It's the exact same relationship that's come. I'll also say like all relationships, not just right. man, woman, woman, man, but like any relationship. Why should you put in that amount of effort and time if you're not getting the same out? And it should be the same relationship that you have with streamers is that streamers are not there to be your friend. Streamers are not there to love and give you all their time and affection and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, a streamer is someone that's created content that you enjoy. It's the exact same thing as you don't, you might have some, but you don't watch Jurassic Park and go to Steven Spielberg and say, can we be friends now? You don't right. watch fucking Star Wars and go to that guy, you can't even mind fucking blank. You don't go to him and go, right, um, I watched all your movies, so when are you coming to dinner? Can we go out on a date? That's not how it works. A streamer is a content creator. You enjoy their content. That's where the relationship ends. They'll know your friend. They'll know your buddy. They're not going to go out to dinner with you. They're not going to take you on a date. They're not going to give you money. But at the end of the day, if you enjoy the content that they're putting out, you pay that content through a subscription which allows them to continue that content. It's the exact same thing as if you like The Mandalorian, you pay your thing for Disney Plus to watch The Mandalorian, they then take that money and go, we can make another season of Mandalorian and keep bringing out content. That's yeah, how business works. Yeah, if you can't right. see that, it's yeah, an issue the other for thing you. I would say about when, you, when it comes to the content, like, and if, if if you can't pay the five dollars, make sure you're there in the stream. Yeah. So that the view can add. Because yeah. there are multiple ways to support a creator and, and some of them are like through subs and bits and donos. And then there are then there's word of mouth and, and just lurking in chat. If you can't because there's a couple of people that I know that don't deal with online stuff. But they always make sure when I'm streaming that it's up on their computer or in the background somewhere. Yeah. That's another way to do it. And it's it's incumbent upon the streamer to recognize that and, and let their their viewers know that, that that's acceptable because a lot of times you're like a lot of times people are like, Oh well I don't have the money to do this. They they don't want me. No, we do. We do. Yeah. Just be there or retweet something yeah. or mention it to a friend because it's it's more it's more than just it's more than just the one side of things, right? Everything yeah. in life has multiple ways of doing it. You just have to understand that there's different ways of doing it. 
Like, especially with me with communicating. Like, I have the problem of, like, well, no one cares, so why should I tweet it out? I need to get over that. And yeah. if I got some dumbass idea floating in my head, then I've got nothing else to do. Tweet it out. See what happens. Or if yeah. I'm sitting here making a video for TikTok because I want somebody to know about some obscure-ass tabletop RPG game, don't think in my head that no one's going to view it. Just fucking make it and do it. And that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's, you just got to do it. I think people have to understand, and I think this is probably going to be our last wee bit because that's it's getting it's yeah, getting it's, on it's getting... in time and we've still got fucking yeah, no, happy endings like But I think what people have to realise is to support a creator on any platform or even, like, say this podcast and all that kind of stuff, I personally know watching or listening to a three-hour fucking thing in one go is a lot. There's a lot of times where I'll come into a stream and I'll lock the entire stream. I don't even want to chat in stream. I just want to have it on in the background while I'm working and stuff like that. Like, And there's a lot of times where I don't have the time I'm having to go out, but I'll still open up the stream and have it running and all that kind of stuff. What you have to remember as a viewer is there is so many other ways that you can support a content creator and that you can lock their stream, you can come into their stream and say, hi, how you doing? Don't mean to dip and dash, but I've got other things on, but I've seen you alive. I just wanted to jump in and say, how you doing? And that, that, that one comment, even if you're in that stream for five minutes and then leave, that one comment can propel that vibe of that stream fucking phenomenally because yep. that content creator will be sitting there going, that guy, even in his busy schedule, just jump in for five minutes to say how you doing because I went live. That can spur on the rest of the stream to make it that wee bit better for anybody else that isn't. If you can't do that, if you can't sub, follow, that's free thing. Go into Twitter, follow them on Twitter, retweet their shit. Simple as that. Like their stuff on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. You do not have to be actively involved in their, their community or their chat or anything like that. But see some... Like, I'll sit there and I'll tweet out something and I'll have, like, seven retweets in my going live. Five of them is from, like, fucking Streamer Digest and all that kind of stuff. Mm. The random Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But I'm still sitting there going, fuck, i got seven retweets in that shit. That's Jeez. awesome. I, that's, that's fine. Because for our level... So, like I got nine likes on a tweet once. I was fucking my full day was epic that day because I was sitting there going, I got fucking nine likes on that shit. Fuck yeah, like that. Like that simple little fucking thing can make or break that content creator's day. You might not think it's a big deal. You might sit there and go, Oh, I really wish I could sub to you, but I've not got the money. I don't think I subs are the last fucking thing that I'm looking at because I know exactly. my schedule is that over the the fucking place that I feel guilty that I've got subs paying money for my shit. But to just sit there and get a like or get a retweet or get a follow and all that kind of stuff, that makes me think because I can turn around and be like, ah, I do know such so many people follow me, like get fucked, ha ha. Mm. These this many people know I exist. That's a big fucking thing for me. This this amount of people acknowledge that I exist in this world. <laughs> that 100%. that's huge. So I, I agree, hundred percent. Everything you said makes perfect <laughs> sense. So let's move yeah. on to the happy ending. For those of you that are new here, we like to end the show with a bit of happy news. 
And I think the last episode we ended with mine, so we'll start with Chris today. What do you got, Space Boy? Yes, I have a pretty cool thing. Um, I mean, it's not a major thing, like people no, probably think. No, but dope. Yeah, basically, the ESO, which is the European Southern Observatory, they pointed their big-ass fucking telescope at one part of the sky and just started zooming in and stooping in. And what they've discovered is 70 rogue planets. Now, a rogue planet is basically a... It's a planet similar to, like, uh, Jupiter, like size and mass and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but it does not uh, rotate around a star. It's just out there in the fucking world, which is a big fucking thing because the whole point of a planet is that the reason why they have the kind of spherical shapes is because the gravitational pull that they're going around and all that kind of stuff over the billions and billions of years is sort of like a glacier gone down a fucking path where it mends the fucking stone and all that kind of stuff. That's basically what creating a planet is like. Jupiter is a phenomenon itself because it's no actually go landmass, it's just yep. gas. It's just, that's oh, still able yeah, to have exactly. a fucking shape. It's amazing. But Rogue planets are basically planets that just sort of fuck off and are yeah, like, they don't I, hover around a star. I don't yeah. care. I do what I want. That kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they are the captains of the fucking universe. And basically, what they've able to do is they've zoomed in on this thing and they've found seventy of these planets just fucking about. And it's yep. like, it's the largest group of rogue planets that they've ever like came across. And uh, it's like they've thinged it as it's an important step towards understanding the origins and features of these mysterious galactic nomads because it is like as I said to form a planet it's it's usually the rotating around or the 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 orbiting the star and them rotating themselves and it kind of just morphs them into that spherical kind of thing and the fact that these planets aren't actually even but it's like you have to remember is it's not small because to be a planet you have to have a certain mass size and all that kind of stuff it's not as if it's just a random asteroid just fucking about these are spherical fucking rogue planets that have been somehow mysteriously created that are just fucking about and it's like like where did you come it's basically the caught nigel's like where did you come from where did you go exactly Like, what the fuck happened here? Because it is, and it's just another step in just how amazing and wonderful and mystical and just downright fucking mind-blowing the universe constantly is. Like, just when you think you know so much about the universe, the universe goes, you know shit. You know fuck all. And Well, well I think one of the interesting things in the article is it, when it talks about the rogue planet, one of the features of a rogue planet is it doesn't have a host star. And for so yeah. long, our understanding of how planets work is there is a star, whether it's the sun or a binary star or whatever, and the planets rotate around that star. These, this group of rogue planets basically proves that that's not, that's not a thing. It proves that these planets reflect enough energy from the stars around them so that they can be seen and that they don't have a host star. They just... Like you said, they're galactic nomads, and that the concept of a planet not having a host star is one of those where you're like, "Oh, 
that kind of changes things up a bit, doesn't it? And I think I, it also adds to the fact that when you look up and you think just how many stars there is and how many mm-hmm. galaxies and that, it just also shows just how vast universe is and the fact that I mean these aren't the only rogue planets that's been discovered. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that it's the largest they've discovered at one years. time. It's like or it's twenty years worth of uh, data. Yeah. But it's like it's the largest kind of grouping that they've found. And it's like it's just the fact that these things just wander the fucking universe and if at no point came across a star and just went into an orbit. Yep. Because like obviously that's how you'd think fucking gravity and all that works. So the fact that these planets for so long, I don't know if I, I don't remember seeing if they've got any kind of time frame or anything like no, that. But the fact that for so you consider how long it takes to create a planet, and you, the fact that in that time they have not managed to really come across into contact with a star with a gravitational pull enough to go into an orbit, right? Just even adds to the even mere fucking thing because it says there he spots so many rogue planets the team used data spanning up for about 20 years from a number of telescopes on the ground and in space said we measured the tiny motions the colors and luminosities of tens of millions of sources in a large area of sky um these measurements allowed us to securely identify the faintest objects in the region the rogue planets so it's like it's taken them 20 years to fucking find this this grouping but there's like they they have like there's the, the obviously you've got the on that uh, thing you've got the video where it kind of explains a wee bit more and all that kind of stuff um but it's it's just when i read it it was like that is like such a fucking phenomenal like occurrence that again even after so long of thinking you know a lot about the universe, it will still just throw up this random ass thing of you don't know anything. Right, exactly. We we are still mystical. We can still excite you and fucking blow your mind. And that's that's what really fucking, I mean, turns me on is the wrong thing to say. Yeah, well, yeah. It excites you. Like, you get a fucking hard on thinking about the universe and just how fucking amazing it is and how vast it is and expansive it is and how we literally know fucking nothing in the grand scheme like we know so much about it like scientists have been able to put so many things we've also got so many theories that we we hope is the way it works but it might not be the way it works but even after all that, there's still so much that we're still mm. learning, we're still discovering, we're still uncovering. I mean, it's not quite to the level of um, China thinking that they found that square cube on, yeah. and then it turned out that it was a rock. It was just that the pixelized camera was shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, that was a heartbreaking moment, but it just shows you that shit can still cube. go wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, um, when you, when you posted it the other week, I I read it and I was like, that's crazy because I didn't know what a rogue planet was. I was like, oh, I was one of those people who was like very heliocentric in my thought process on planets because everything up until I read this article, I was like, planets don't just float through the the galaxy. They're no fucking way. And then this article popped up, and I'm like, shit. 
<laughs> but, I know, yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those things that never and like you said it never ceases to amaze, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's just it's a beautiful. It just it it just always seems to have that. No matter what, it just always seems to turn into something brand new and fucking amazing that you learn. It's mm-hmm. just it's and like like the video says, the video goes into kind of say like. We've found these 70, but there could be upwards of billions of these planets just fucking about. And hopefully over time, we'll be able to kind of learn and study and be able to uncover even more wonders of the fucking universe, Mm -hmm. which can only... I mean, I'm not going to say it can only lead to good things because we could uncover a fucking terrible alien race that comes and destroys our entire planet and everybody that we've ever loved. But at the same time, it could also be good. We could find a really cool alien species that are like sunglass wearing and wear fedoras and shit and they're like, yo, what's up? Here's a beer. Fucking awesome. Like, I'd love to meet their kind of alien species. But, like, the, the, there is a and also the the bad side that could happen. Like mm-hmm. we could uncover something that even like there's this asteroid that we'll never be able to stop, and in fifty years time it's going to completely murder all civilization. But like the Super Bowl's on, kind of right? thing. So. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that that both excites about possibilities and also dread from possibilities. Oh yeah, like learning more and more about the universe proper fucking terrifies me just because like what I've learned from watching kind of like TV shows and and learning about space and research and space and that is that nothing that you can think of is an impossible feat. Like you could literally sit there and go, we could uncover an alien species that comes to our planet and sucks our souls out of our pee holes. That is a possibility in how fucked up the universe could be. Like, no matter what you think, it is a possibility. There might only be a 1% possibility as opposed to a 99% possibility, but anything that you can think of, what I've learned is there's always that small possibility it could happen because the universe is a Big ass place that does not give a fuck about anybody. Hundred <laughs> percent. And on that note, due to the fact that I got a piss like a resource, we're gonna end it on that note and uh, whatnot because I I can't hold it no longer. Can't hold it no longer. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna end the stream here. We gone about three and a half hours. It was great getting back to it. Chris, tell the people where they can reach out to you, how they can be part of the conversation. Yep, right across all social medias, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Chris is C90, all the same. You try and keep it as simple as possible. Also check out the website where you can yep. get up to date the podcast, the the positive stories, streaming partners, everything on that website. Yep. And everybody knows me, I'm Dr. Ryan on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that shit. It's cause branding is important. Yes, as we said, 2022, lots of cool shit going on, uh, lots of growth happening on both ends, so we appreciate you guys being here, uh, we appreciate you guys showing up for every week and listening to us ramble, sometimes it's, as the theme song says, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's deep, I think we hit a little of both today, so, Chris, yeah. say goodbye to the people, buddy. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Uh, have a good night, guys. <laughs>